0: Hello, internet friends, and welcome to my show intro being a little bit too loud. There, 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 there we go. My name is Adam K.A.K.A. Bay. Welcome to episode number 211 of Final Boss TV. This is the behind-the-show special for some of the promo art. as like, the Nialotha Race to World First, and we'll definitely get to that point along with the talking about the entire show here. But we're going to go all the way back in time, and then we'll get back to the closest one, then we'll talk about Shadowlands a little bit. But essentially, it's just behind the show of the Race to World First. From different sides of the line from different productions from different people that are involved in this that and the other but of course I would not be sitting in this seat right now if it wasn't for these lovely nerds and ladies that are supporting the show the stream and everything in between over on the show's Patreon page and if you would like to do the same thing as well get yourself some key art from every end boss uh, we're gonna probably backtrack a bit to get some more up there for you but Jaina We got Azara, we got Nazoth coming on the horizon here, and of course, all the other things that I may or may not eventually ever send your way, depending, because I'm really bad at the physicalities of this, but you can do that down below. There's digital stuff, however, though. You can get a whole bunch of extra podcasts that are currently available for the show. I think we're up to 73 more, so if you want some extra BTS podcasts about the entire show going on there then you can go and go and go it keeps going it keeps going literally there's there's hundreds and hundreds of things as it has been curated over the years and thank you very much to those that are supporting what I do here directly on the internets for this entire time but secondly on that note big shout out to my sponsors over at Corsair and Elgato for directly supporting what I do here with the gear that I have as well as the extra bits and bobs that you guys could look at if you are looking for something new for your next PC build, upgrade, changeover, headset, keyboard, etc. You can go check those out. I have just did a huge build that I'm still surly working on. I just even got another keyboard yesterday to keep replacing parts of the old stuff. But those links are of course down below the stream. I'm going to put some behind-the-scenes uh, photos and videos in my producer's chat and Discord, because I have a crazy lighting setup now that that has helped me put together, my three-point lighting in the room. And you can check all that stuff out if you would like. And, of course, support what I do here on the internet by the links down below the stream or down below on YouTube. If you're audio only, you got to go to the website or something like that. But that's fine. However, today's show... Race to World First, the behind the show, I am joined by some nerdy friends of mine that uh, do this for a living or have only recently changed to doing this or are uh, the villain of the story, but not the (laughs) villain of the story. Little Dan, welcome to the show, sir. Who the heck are you? Introduce yourself. Who's this man?
1: Hey, Bay. My name is uh, Daniel Falcone, known for some reason in the Race to World First community now as Little Dan. Ever since the introduction of Big Dan, Mr. GM. Yep. Um, I am a full time esports host, specializing now mostly in mobile games. Um, formerly, I was a full time Hearthstone commentator. But yeah, I host anything and everything that I can, with the method Race Toward First Events being now definitely amongst the absolute favorite stuff that I do. Um, yeah, so that's me, uh, Mar- Marielia. I think I got that side. <laughs>
2: Yes. Uh, Hello, everybody. My name is Marielia. I am an actor and I have now been producing the World First Race since Uldir. So I guess that's been like, what, two years now of this madness, which is really, really cool. Um, I've produced a couple of other shows here and there. I used to run all the shows from the Rebel Gaming Sphere. Um, That's kind of who I am. Who's... Who's our lovely third gentleman?
3: <laughs> I feel like I'm the newest person in the block now. Yeah. Only joined Method. I've only joined Method like six months ago, so like the last race to first was my very first one. So I'll just start off like I'm Lucas. I'm the I'm Method's new event director, Woo. and you know, lovely to be here. I'll just keep it short.
0: Well, what's <laughs> interesting about all of that is that everyone has a bit of a different background, which is a good melding for this show, hopefully. So, Lucas, don't count yourself out in the fact that you're like the fresh meat in this regard, because you have a background that was something different from what you have now, so you can provide yeah. that, you know, lifting the veil a bit, if you will. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to hear. I mean, for, for me as a film nerd, because that is what I have been actually traditionally trained in editing, directing, producing all that stuff for two years. yeah, yeah. Um, Susan and I talked about a bunch of that when we were in London. Probably went to Box Park and grabbed some nuggets and talked about it, I'm sure. Is, it's interesting to see when you go from one avenue to the other, you're still in like the same bubble, but everything can be totally different on either sides. Right? But that means... I actually,
2: I just want to, can I just jump in with something really quick that's totally not important?
0: Okay. That's literally you, but yes
2: but so no because because dan said he doesn't know why he's called little dan i think i might know why
3: i think okay? everyone's gonna like the small suspicion
2: okay no, no, hear me out so during um battle for desire lore when mr gm was in london at the sphere he was little dan because we have a bigger dan
4: at oh the yeah right
2: yeah, yeah. so i <laughs> Think that yeah. he just wanted to pass that down so he <laughs> could be Big Dan for once.
4: Well, there you go. <laughs> oh.
2: Not like me to go off on a tangent, but uh, I just thought you know I might help enlighten you a little bit because mm-hmm. I have a feeling.
0: So it wait, makes sense. Would would in the hierarchy of height then would your Dan be like Giant Dan or something?
2: I suppose so.
0: He is a tall lad. So, he is a
2: very tall human.
0: Yeah, if you I put like, all three... And then we
2: What do we have? Like a little Dan, a big Dan, and a bigger Dan?
0: Yeah, basically. BFG? We do. That works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't gonna, like... I didn't throw Mr. GM under the bus there, so let it be known. I 100%
2: that's... did.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dang it. But, alright, so I'm gonna go back to Lucas on this one first. Because I, I, The first thing first, like, setting the baseline mm-hmm. and the tone for the show before we get into the weeds. Is, is how the frick did you actually end up where you are today, because if you can recant a bit of your backstory and your IRL lore that led you on the journey that you're on, and Lucas, you're first.
3: Sure. So, like, it's, it's a really long story, right? Like, uh... Um, oh, well, damn, we only have 90-ish minutes. Yeah. Come on. Okay, can I take, like, 80 minutes of that, or is that... <laughs> no? All right, I'll, I'll keep it brief, then. So, like a, a long, long time ago, I used to actually be a hardcore Raider. So I used to play for all these, uh, not like world first guilds. I think I played, uh, I played for Serenity for very briefly. Uh, I did a small trial for Method, like very, very briefly. Then I swapped to Serenity. I did half of uh, Legion with them. Mm-hmm. And while all that was going on, I was also starting to like build a, a small portfolio for myself in esports. So I think uh, in total, I did two years of volunteer work for ESL doing like referee stuff. And then I made my career out of that. So I, I worked for ESL for like a solid five years, full time doing product management and stuff like that. And then on one rainy evening, I was just like looking around and I, I met Sasha at Gamescom. And then we, we kind of just t- started talking about like, you know, wouldn't it be cool if I came back to World of Warcraft? And I was like, yes, that would actually be very cool. <laughs> So, you know, I just, I just took it from that. Like we started talking about it and you know, here we are. I think I've been met with Method for I think six months now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, I think that's, that's the, that's the very short version.
0: The very short version. So how long again yeah. did you work for ESL like in total? In
3: total it's like seven years.
2: That's so long.
3: It's It's a very, yeah.
2: That's like a huge commitment.
3: Yeah. I know. Like the company is so great. Like I like I love esports, right? It's like when you get to fill these stadiums, like so, you know, when you get to work for like, yeah. you know, a BlizzCon or like an Isla One, it's so cool. It's like, you know, like when you do it for a passion, you f- you feel like you don't have to work, right?
0: Oh well sure. I, I, that's the one thing that I think we've talked about a little bit at the past race to World First now too. And um I know a bunch of the casters had this, but but uh yeah, Dan, what are you what are your thoughts? Do you want to do this in front of a live studio audience somehow one day?
1: i mean it's always good fun right like i have to say that whenever i am commentating or hosting something in front of a large audience it definitely adds something like whether it's a little bit of extra energy or something it's definitely very cool um and i'm very excited that a lot of what i'm doing this year is in front of a live audience so um it's it's, it's quite different but a lot of fun but yeah i mean the more people that watch the better right
0: yeah so then susan you're up next how the frick did you end up where you are now
2: absolute total chaos <laughs> <laughs> literally chaos yeah. someone a friend of mine from university sent me a message on facebook basically being like oh you know we know you're a nerd because i went to drama school right and being a nerd wow. is like a whole nother level from being a drama nerd and he was like oh red bull's just opened this like gaming bar i bet you'll be there every day and i went I need a new job. (laughs) This could be great. And I applied for it. I accidentally applied for it eight times because the website was broken and it didn't tell me that I had submitted an application. Anyway, it was a whole thing. Got the job and then just fell into it. And That's the whole story.
0: (laughs) Not to you know, bring up just architecture as a point here, but, uh, yeah, falling into the sphere, probably absolutely a thing based on that staircase.
2: Yes. We're actually, the whole place is, like, being refurbished right now. It's going to be oh. so good, but that's totally besides the point. So staircase, I'm hoping the staircase gets an upgrade, but I don't know.
0: It's it's a little terrifying, to be honest, when we, I, we did the event there, so...
2: And it's like a dungeon. You're like going down and then you're like opening and you're like, how have I transported from street level to down here via this horror staircase? It's extra. Pretty much.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. But that that yeah. that makes sense. Pure chaos. I, I was gonna touch on the application process that you put in eight times. I I mean, I don't know if you makes this. it just makes sense knowing you. Yeah. 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 So... You just
1: really I... wanted that job, right?
0: Like... Yeah.
2: <laughs> Well, the yeah. worst part was so I, I had to go to the interview after of a shoot at um like for a voiceover. I was recording Hitman 2 stuff at the time and I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. I had to get the train all the way down and I was gonna be late and it was gonna be this whole thing and I was like, and I already applied eight times, they're gonna think I'm a try hard, like oh mm-hmm. shit. And then it was because I can just
3: imagine being this like this hiring manager at Red Bull be like, All right eight times in like the last five minutes that's you know that's dedication
2: yeah it uh it ha- it was a whole thing i still can't live it down i get made fun of for it all the time
0: <laughs> one, of the, one of the things on the on the long list which is totally par for the course yes. so dan what is your irl lore how have you gotten to where you are now
1: all right, I need to work out the really like TLDR version because
4: like with Lucas, <laughs> it's
1: a long story. Okay. When I was at university, also studying uh, film and video editing and that kind of thing, babe, mm-hmm. uh, I uh, got really, really addicted to Hearthstone, like really all of my free time while I was at university, I was just playing Hearthstone. Um, and I decided I wanted to try and turn my obsession into something positive. Uh, like Mariellia, I, I, uh, um was really big drama nerd at school i did all the drama groups and performances nice. and that kind of thing so i discovered streaming and that was sort of a merging of my two passions video games and and drama and I started by streaming and then that was going really well for a while and then as I was finishing university it all went a little bit downhill as I was stressed out with that and it made my streams worse which made my view count lower which made me more stressed etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, but I got a lucky break and I had a go at casting a Hearthstone tournament uh, just a, a little uh, free online thing like i wasn't paid for it or anything but i guess i did a good enough job to be asked to do it again and then again and then when they started paying I, I started earning a little bit of money at the same time i'd made lots of friends uh in the hearthstone scene that were becoming big hearthstone casters for blizzard and they started putting me forwards for things that they were um turning down and uh yeah one thing led to another led to another i ended up casting hearthstone for blizzard for uh well i guess almost four years now
4: mm-hmm. um,
1: but over the last couple of years um I still enjoy Hearthstone, but I really I've gotten a really real taste for like stage and desk hosting. I really love because for me, my love of Hearthstone was never really deep rooted into the kind of competitive professional side of it. I just love the game. I love video games in general. so. For me, learning a video game at the very, very, very top level is not, like, as appealing to me as experiencing lots of different games and lots of different scenes and seeing what everything has to offer. So about a year and a half ago, I started hosting various events, and now I would consider myself a full-time host. Um, And, yeah, I somehow ended up doing the Race to World First, and I love it. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that pretty much sums up the answer to your question. Is that okay, babe.
0: No, <laughs> oh, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, I, I think somewhere in there, though, what oh. about what is your like favorite versus least favorite part of doing this job? Then,
1: um, okay. So the least favorite part is the uncertainty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: With I think, but I think you get that with any freelance job, right? Because if I am not hired for an event for a month, two months, three months, that's a lot of time that I'm not on screen. It's my full-time job, so it's a lot of time that I'm not, not earning money. And you always kind of wonder. Although on one hand, it's like, yeah, but it's a holiday. It's nice. On the other hand, you're always like, oh, am I going to actually? Why do I just not have a job now? Yeah. Uh, like, what the... if I
2: never get another one?
1: Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a paranoid kind of person, and that is very much a, a thought that goes through my head. But uh, favorite part of the job is just it's probably just meeting people like mm. especially and that's one of the real benefits of sort of expanding outside of hearthstone and, and going into other games is that because i i get to host a variety of different titles i work with different casters for different games all the time uh, and like with you world of warcraft bunch i think it's fair to say that at least where the method events are i'm one of the few uh people working the event that don't doesn't come from world of warcraft background the word you're so looking for little... is noob yeah, that's the word noob. So, <laughs> so uh, I got to meet you all for the first time at Eternal Palace, and then I met a few more uh, in Vegas for the classic event, and then uh, again with this event. And it's it's just yeah. meeting people is 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 really great. You meet people that you have a lot in common with, um, and yeah, that that is my favorite part of the job.
0: So that's I mean I echo a lot of what you're talking about in that regard. The streaming stuff I've done for going on eight years now, and then the more recent sort of adjustment to doing something a little bit more some would say legitimate having like the job job in front of the camera hosting casting analyst kind of stuff there but from behind the curtain now susan mm-hmm. how how about your least or favorite part your least favorite and your favorite part of, of doing producing building managing running what you've been running okay now? that's
2: that's super easy my least favorite part of producing is not hosting oh that's that's a hands down easy question but my favorite part i mean i could be like slightly revealing be like the absolute power but (laughs) also (laughs) Yeah, no, actually, I'm going to stick with that. My favorite part is the absolute power and control that you have over everyone at your disposal.
0: I saw that smile, Lucas. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know the feeling.
3: I I know the feeling. (laughs) I mean, I I think in that way, we kind of align, right? Like, obviously,
4: instead of hosting,
3: for me, it's producing. Like, I, I, I miss being, you know, sitting there, like, flicking buttons, doing whatever, right? But when it comes to the absolute power i i totally agree
1: i i'm always very polite and nice to all of the producers that i work with that there are quite a few good reasons
4: for that yeah
3: (laughs) because if not you end up like rich campbell you know where you set a smiley face like all over your your thing oh come on
4: (laughs)
2: oh you know it's one of my favorite things is to mess with talent from the production room like i'll because normally i'm the person in the caster's ear if we're doing a broadcast and i'll just be like Saying terribly bad jokes that they are then forced to repeat on air, and it's glorious.
0: Awful. So, good. so did you you echo that, Lucas? Do you have something else though that you wanted to to add to maybe your least favorite part of, of things? Because you have that huge background with ESL for a long time. Have you ever run into those like ugh moments doing what you do?
3: Not really. I think I think for me, for, I, I quite enjoy this because, like, it, it, I wouldn't say it's. You know, relaxed, but it's it's more you know, f- like family friendly kind of vibe, right? Like it, it's it's very you know, you deal with so many people that are passionate about it, but I think th- the thing that I really you know start like start to miss is like the live audience, right? Like mm, nothing beats yeah. that feeling when you walk into like an arena and there's like twenty thousand people sitting there. That's that's always so crazy and so humbling, right? So I think that's that's definitely the part I miss about that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I haven't done one of those. I've been a part of a couple of them. I've gone to uh, gone to a couple of league events before in person. That's when the game that I've like spectated in in the seats as it were. Okay. And then way back in the day, um like hockey games, but that's not not a video game. Quite different uh, atmosphere there. Similar, but we're just we're looking at a bunch of uh bunch of nerds smacking on keyboards. So, and it's it's funny that even bringing up that I mean, Dan, I think I don't know which one of us had the comment about it. It's always funny when there's a poll that happens and it goes from <laughs> totally dead silent, some murmuring in the background, production talking or whatever, and then just click, 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 click,
2: Oh my <laughs> god, that sound. We we actually tried to hook up some microphones in like the limit player rooms last time. Because they had like sequestered booths, you could get a pure ASMR <laughs> clicking going. And we just we couldn't find a way to like do it in time when yeah. they were actually making good sounds because every so often someone would just be like the pit and then it just devolved and it ruined the sound clip yeah oh uh, that asmr is probably my biggest regret oh no that we couldn't get
4: <laughs> for that show
0: well pull on that thread a little bit more susan how about a uh, is there anything unexpected that along the way you've sort of learned or had to adapt to or that you had to suddenly like Crash course yourself in like I have to have this by tomorrow. Is anything that's come like, up race Like race world
2: first specific or like in general?
0: Just you producing these events, or if, if something happened to race world first, yeah. But basically, yeah, something so the that...
2: first event, this is easy. Sorry, the, the, oh. the first event I ever produced at the sphere, mm-hmm. I had two weeks' notice because I was the only employee, like the only employee, and there was a whole bunch of production equipment. And ZSX came up to me and he was like, okay, so we've got this street fighter thing in like two weeks. We've got a Kumite qualifier. We need to broadcast it. Mm -hmm. Can you do that? Can you just like figure out how this works and do that? Uh (laughs) And I was like, sure, why not? So I had to learn how to use every piece of equipment in that room by myself and put on a show in two weeks. That hands down is the time I had to learn things under pressure. Am I am after I, that? Though it made everything easy.
0: Am I allowed to uh, inquire how many nights you've slept at the Sphere?
2: Um, I am not <laughs> contractually obligated to answer that question. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Because that's never happened.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Falcone, have you had any? sudden things you had to learn for your job like do you have any um like my note I have here did you have do you take any improv or like public speaking classes to like hone the skill because I've I've commented before and been very open about you can host your pants off of anything
1: <laughs> um so I, I mean when i was at school i did public speaking but it's not something i've done in the last 15 years <laughs> um however funnily enough um, I am just about to start going to improv um, class type things locally, yes! um, actually more just for fun than anything, I've got a friend that's really interested in going so I said I'll go with him, but the more I've thought about it, it's like actually yeah, that's, that's really important for my job, 90% of my job is talking to another person about whatever I can think of talking about, so um, yeah, in terms of learning things quickly, I don't think so, um, apart from when I started and was just doing lots of online jobs and had to produce it myself, again, with the production side of things, like I had to learn Photoshop very quickly and I had to learn like the inner workings of OBS and xsplit and whatever very, very quickly. But for actual hosting, I don't think so. I mean, a lot of the job is just talking about the game. Obviously, I have to learn stuff about games quickly sometimes, um, but otherwise, no, it's more just been a like slow process of just hopefully improving over time.
0: Okay. And then Lucas, my follow-up for you on that one was, does your history with ESL lead you to knowing all the ins and outs of the type of work? Or are you still like every new event or when you transition from ESL to method, did you have to like relearn or, you know, put all the gears and cogs in different orders and, and sort of retool your way of doing things in this regard? Or have is that still a, an ongoing process?
3: So it's like, yes and no, right? Like obviously the events, like how events work, it's it's very similar. The way the processes work, though, is is very different, right? Like, obviously, when you have, like, a massive, you know, esports organizer behind you, you have so many things that are in place that you can sort of, like, you know, leech off, right? Whereas now, you don't really have that. So, like, a lot of stuff you have to do yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think, for me, what's very new in this role that I'm doing right now, because it's, it's sort of like a leadership role, right? Like, where I'm trying to build an Event Team for method. Right. I think what's what I'm learning for these events, and especially if like moving forward it's like putting a lot of structure in place rather where you know where i was used to that structure already being there which i think is a super cool skill to do right like it's super nice for me to s- sit there and think about like all right so how would i want to do this how would other people you know have an easier job doing this so that's kind of like what i'm doing right now which is it's, it's super great
0: okay well then th- this just this was posted in my Discord and I forgot to put it in the main notes. I just kind of tagline it in right now, and that's uh, to to basically piggyback off of that point you just brought up, then Lucas. So, what would you, in your regard, and I'll go to chaotic, good Susan and, and Falcone after this as well. <laughs> is what would you say to anyone that is trying to look at getting into this field from from your side of things? What would be your your you know don't do this or do that kind of a of a a tip or a, you know, nod to them.
3: Sure. So I, I think I've been to like one of my, my old schools where I I did a similar talk, like a lot of people think that they can, you know, get in esports by just doing whatever, right. They just play a couple of video games, they apply for like a company and they kind of expect to get in. Right. Mm -hmm. I think, especially you, I think Susan maybe can correct me, but I think when it comes to like events, like events, product management and producing. Getting real life experience is so valuable, right? Especially oh my now, God,
4: yes.
3: esports is like maturing so much. Like you know, if you have on like on like hands-on experience, but you know, actual broadcast equipment or like you've produced a show before, it,
2: it doesn't get beaten by anything, right?
3: Because like it's when like, I when I look at myself and I have to hire someone, and it's like yeah, you know, I, I've hosted like a couple events for my by myself, right? For as a guy like you know, I've worked in like for BBC whatever. Like, that guy any day of the week, right? Because, like, learning gaming or, like, being a casual gamer.
2: so different.
3: Right. Yeah. Like,
2: I I would almost, and we, legit, I kid you not, we've done this. I would rather find some guy who can use OBS well and doesn't know, like, doesn't know the ins and outs of how to call a show or what a run of show is or any of that than hire someone who has all of that technical knowledge but knows nothing about gaming because the Mm. kind of content that you're making it it needs like a different work ethic that's the biggest thing for me like the style of the actual content is different but the work ethic is crazy like i mean because obviously i come from an acting background so i've done both kinds of content on both kind of sides and there's just this awesome mentality in esports of let's just get it done.
3: Yeah.
2: That doesn't exist in mainstream TV. And, no. you know, it, it's not the same. No. And I want people who can roll with the punches and have that attitude more than I want someone with technical skill because you can learn that stuff. We can dumb down the show to make it doable for you. If you only know how to press three buttons, I will make it a three-button show. <laughs> but, you know, we need the show to go on.
3: So like, You can not come into yeah. eSports with like a nine-to-five mentality, right? Like it just does I not work. I hate that. It just no. not no. work. No.
2: It's just you're not going to survive.
3: No. It's like, listen, like sometimes you come in at 6 a.m. and you leave at 4 a.m. and you do that for three days in a row just to get things done. You and know, and you, you just it do it. Yeah, you just do it. It. Yeah. it
2: sucks, but you just do it. Yep. Yeah, but
3: like to come back to the question, I think like just getting on hands experience wherever is so important. Like literally, Anything. like just go to events like either like be it as a volunteer because like I got my job volunteering for two years. Right. Mm-hmm. Like just to get the experience is so valuable. Like when I like if I had to hire someone from Twitch chat, for example, I just look at your experience like your schooling does not matter. I just want to see what you what you be like what are you able to do what have you done and like what where is your passion right yeah.
2: yeah Someone in chat actually has a, a actually makes a good point which we probably should address which is they just said like it sounds like a high burnout risk
3: A high lithe
0: yeah
2: Which you know like absolute fair point and that is true Um not going to lie that is true It takes a very certain kind of person to be able to do a 12 hour shift for five days or whatever is. Obviously, the Race to World First is like a very unique thing because of how long it is and in the insane hour. Like, it's its own beast. Don't take the Race to World First as an example. If you want to get into esports production, ignore this show. <laughs> <Pick> any <laughs> other show to stay base like, it. your stay experience stay on.
4: Stay away. Stay <laughs> <laughs> away. Like, okay.
2: Yeah, like, it. it You need to learn how to manage your time. And if you need something, ask for it because everyone is on your side in esports, right? That's, that's the other beauty thing. If you're like, dude, I'm dying. I need to go take a nap and it's the middle of the show. Like it happens, people do it. We cover, we help each other out. So there's, you know, there's give and take, but it's, it, it really is worth it. If you have the, the fortitude to persevere
3: yeah i think especially for the race tool first because it's so unscripted right like when you come to esports so everything is one to one to the second everything is scripted yeah. when you come to the race will first and it's like yep. oh god yep. let, let's just do this
2: yeah like in normal Suck show like you've got producers <laughs> and you're being like we're gonna be going to a break where can we get this vt ready we're gonna have this graphic on top of it the plan is to go this in ten nine Hey, and in right. Race world first, it's like guys, someone press just, uh, just give me, give me, give me, um, Max's Pav. Yeah, yeah, he does look good. I don't know he's dead. Pick someone else. Okay, no, no, casters, can you talk about this instead? Like, it's madness. Madness. They start to
3: work with, like multiple kills as well, and like you have mid post Like some, like someone in production shouts like, <gasps> "Oh no!" Like, uh, imperative is close to a kill. Swap now, swap now, and everyone's like, "Oh God, we don't have him prepared." It's a like,
2: witch button. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Which
0: <laughs> wait—that's wait. probably the question that does not need to be screamed in the production room—is
2: which button is it? <laughs> you, no, you say that. You say that.
3: It still happens but all every it takes single time. Is
2: one dude to be on a quick run to the bathroom when something goes down, and you've got like the graphics guy looking over the sound system, going, "Oh crap! How do I turn the mics on?" Like it happens. This show yeah. is a beast.
3: I swear it's just the other way around because like you know this graphic system that we're dealing with it's it's like when you look at it you're like how does this work.
2: Graphics and, are.
3: Oh Ugh. it's just, just don't it's sound, We can a show like about a lot graphics, of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's just let's go to Baconi you know he's. he's I just realized there. I was
2: like petting the side of the screen but on the actual stream he's in a different place. So that was a corner. action.
0: Yeah Dan I can pet he's over here. There you yeah. go. He's you like, go. like yeah.
2: wait this way.
0: Yeah correct. <laughs>
2: Okay. That one.
0: Uh, well then, I've, I've lost track so, of what
1: the question is.
0: Was, well, was it? So <laughs> well the, the two production nerds, <laughs> the we'll bring it back to us real quick here, little Dan. Is uh yeah, what 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 would you say to someone that wants to get into oh, right, yeah, desk yeah. hosting, shout casting, that kind of thing.
1: Wow. Okay, so this is something I get asked about a lot. And should I should have a an answer then. I should. I should. But I don't. Um, no one does. And, and, and the reason for that is that I feel and I, I do underplay. OK, I do underplay how much work I have put into it in the past a lot. Like when I used to stream, I would host my own tournaments. I would cast my own tournaments a lot. I put in so many hours working for absolutely nothing, just building up experience. So mm-hmm. advice number one is practice. I don't care if you're practicing on your own in a dark room and just recording it to watch it back and just commentating over a game that you played yourself. Like, I don't care what your practice is. Just practice. Do something. Practice broadcasting. Get a friend. Bring a friend in. Practice with that person. Because just being able to do the job is sometimes a lot harder than it looks, like being able to talk to a person and have it be entertaining and interesting, making sure you're both inputting enough into it and yeah. no one's dominating the comp- Like There is a lot of like intricate things which are quite difficult about it. So first piece of advice is practice. When it comes to actually getting yourself out there and um, getting hired for jobs that's where i struggle a little bit because i again very much fell into it i went from streaming and doing my own tournaments to sort of making friends and they put me forward for things and just sort of like step by step by step got to this point where now i I know a lot of people i've got a lot of different contacts and a lot of different esports um companies like esl like Red Bull, etc and now i pretty regularly get approached for work and and that's that's great but like if you're asking me how i got there I really don't know. Like, it, it, it feels like a lot of it's random, and a lot of it is definitely who you know. So, a
2: lot. Like, yeah. you can't get an agent in esports, it doesn't work that way.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I guess my other big bit of advice, other than practice, is don't be a dick to people, because uh, <laughs> make make friends, do stuff for people. Do, like, like actually, and I don't mean like, make so friends true. because you want to use them. I mean, form genuine friendships, like hang out with people, play games with people, like actually care about people, and, and hopefully they'll care about you and do things for other people, and hopefully they'll do things for you, um, because, a lot of when it comes to commentating and hosting a lot of it it could be cutthroat in that like there's only so many jobs to go around and uh if i if must do a job and someone else does do the same job and charges less than me they they might get it like it's so you it could be very cutthroat and it could be uh very um you know very bad business like that but if everyone's mm-hmm. friends with each other if you put each other forward for things that you can't do um and if you you know if everyone agrees like you know let's let's not be Let's not completely undercut each other. Let's make sure everyone's working for a reasonable rate and that kind of thing. So practice, make friends. Uh, and my third piece of advice, and I'll make this the last one, is try and become an expert in something. Because the only way I think you get taken seriously to begin with is actually being knowledgeable in a certain area. So for me, it was Hearthstone. I played the game you know, almost at the top level to the point where I was able to say smart things about it. Um, and when I started casting it for Blizzard, I was actually able to sort of know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I don't need to know what I'm talking about because I just host <laughs> and like Race to World First, my job is to entertain and, and again, drive the conversation more than it is to actually know things. Misread donations. With, misread donations, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I would never have gotten to where I am now if at first I didn't become an expert in one area. Right. So yeah, practice broadcasting, don't be addicted to people and become an expert in
3: something. I think don't be addicted to people is actually so important, right? Like me being in a position where I have to hire talent or like, you know, think about who I want on a show. Like as long as someone leaves a good impression, by default I think about that person better than someone who's like, you know, just shows up, does their shift and leaves, right? Mm. Like if there's someone that just sticks around after a show, you know, just has like a little chit chat with you, you know, goes out for dinner with you, you know, just being... A very nice person that you know cares about the show, cares about the other people. Yeah. That's so important, at least for me.
1: Unfortunately, you Lucas like is never gonna hire
3: again. Exactly.
1: Yeah, he's <laughs> down there. Sorry, Lucas is never gonna hire me again because
2: no. <laughs> I, don't, I
3: don't bother with that anymore. And so, <laughs> I mean, I, I think you said that you don't need to know anything, so that. You know, it means you didn't prepare. Well, so
2: like... <laughs> actually, to be fair, that is kind of true, because it depends on what kind of hosting you're doing, right? Like, exactly. if you're a desk host or a stage host, yeah. your yeah. job is totally different from a play-by-play caster or an analyst. Absolutely. Like, yeah. and, and people don't realize that there's different kinds of yeah. presenting and hosting as well. So... You know people are suited to different things like if you're really good at the nitty-gritty like you know all the numbers and spreadsheets you're gonna be probably a better analyst but if you've got that deep like authoritative voice and you know how to how to steer a conversation you might be a great desk host you know if you can do like the inquisitive work then you might be a good stage host who gets to do the interviews stuff like that like there's there's actually a lot of room but you don't always need to know what you're talking about yeah
1: it's 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 really funny actually that you're talking about the differences between stage hosts and desk hosts and everything um when, when you say the analytical part i mean I love with Race to World First, specifically working with people like like Bay and whoever else would be fantastic analysts because, you know, I can ask them questions, draw information out of that, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That's what a desk host does, exactly. Um, the reason that it's funny that you bring that up is because I'm, I'm doing a, I'm hosting the Brawl Stars Championship this year, all year, um, at ESL Poland. And nice. I actually thought that I was going to be the desk host for this show until I turned up two weeks ago and found out I'm actually the stage host, which is an entirely oh. different job.
4: No. Um, but grip,
3: I'll prep.
1: as well, as it happens, <laughs> oh. it, it was just a case of I've done too much prep because uh, I'd played the game a ton. Like I have played the game yeah. a lot so that I'm ready to drive conversations about it. But uh, being a stage host is totally different because I'm not going to be conversing with anyone i may have an interview or two but like most of what i'm doing is just being big on stage hello and welcome
3: yeah you're
2: crowd us. hype so like, you don't even talk about the game like right ever. exactly wait so <laughs> you're uh, like
3: this big <laughs> wow <well, laughs> you, you can you <laughs> can frame <laughs> the camera you know as, as long yeah, yeah. as you put the camera like you know wait. facing upwards
1: what is it, it they say about Tyrion? Sometimes a small yep. man can cast a, a big shadow. Is that it? Like
0: <laughs> I was yeah. going to give you a I was going to give a Tom Cruise reference, but he always looks <laughs> six and a half feet tall on camera, but he's actually rather short. So yeah, he is that. actually. Yeah, well, he has a special apple box that he always has in certain shots for his over the shoulders and his his back and forth. So he always has a special the Tom Cruise box to raise him up that. Eh
3: yeah that's actually so common in esports too and people don't realize it right like a lot of casters because you, yeah. you know every single time you all your casters you need all the heads height.
2: to align exactly
3: uh, true yeah. so like for example it's when so you're doing csgo you've got
2: people at different heights yeah
3: like there's so many people standing like you know banana crates or something like that like every mm-hmm. single event and people don't realize it. it's so funny <clears throat>
0: All right, well, we're going to play with the timelines here a little bit. And oh, cool. we're going to go back. So I started my show on Final Boss TV way back in Mister Pandaria. And one of the biggest things that I wanted to start the show with and, and discussing and talking to and interviewing was that I felt there was this hole in the WoW community that needed to be filled. And it was almost like had envisioned this, like, even though the hair is slowly going that whatever, the Conan O'Brien of, like, interviewing Raiders and the World First Players, and the guide writers and the mathematicians that figure out how to play this stupid video game, right? In the context of World of Warcraft directly. So, Mop to Warlords of Draenor to Legion, all through that time, I was asking the first place, second place teams, are you guys gonna stream, are you guys gonna make an event out of this, are you gonna lift the veil, right? Show everyone what you do and how good you are at this silly video game. So, why now? Why Battle for Azeroth? Why Old Dear? So Susan, can you uh, <clears throat> take us back in your TARDIS real quick yes. to tell us about how like ambitious and crazy and low budget and cramped <sighs> and exciting the first Race to World First setup was, and the the Coleman, the start of of the hashtag RWF. How about how how did you do it? I mean,
2: I'll be honest, like it's. It's been a long road to get the show to where it is today. Like, the very first time that this show was discussed as a real possibility. Because, like, I know, like, personally, and I know some other people who've played WoW, we've wanted something for rating, like, for a long time, right? Since streaming culture really became a thing, and we've wanted that that level of, like, exposure and the st- to see the stuff that we never get to see ourselves, right? And the first time this really... Was discussed being a possibility. I was sat in the gaming sphere. I'd just started working there, and Zeta and I were like brainstorming what we're we gonna do with you know all this time that we've got to be open to the public. And we, I was like, oh, you know, well, why don't we do something that's got like World of Warcraft? Because I really like World of Warcraft. I know it's like a an edge game that's like not mainstream, <laughs> but sure. you know, I really like it, and I think there's an opportunity here. And he looked at me and he went, "You're, are you messing with me?" And I was like, "No, I think it'd be really good." He was like, "No, no, no, look." And he turned his laptop around, and on it was the first draft of the actual pitch deck for no the Rix World First broadcast that ed- ended up being sent to Method and, and to the Rebel bosses and everybody and stuff. And I was like, no way, this is going to be so good, because we, you know, we both were on the same page about what this could be. And it was like a slog, because everyone was like, no one's going to want to watch Raiders sit and die for 16 hours a day for however many days it's a logistical nightmare like you don't know when it ends we don't sometimes know when it starts if we don't have (laughs) the raid release dates like it was painful and the event wasn't even gonna happen Like it wasn't going to happen because we'd had back and forth. We did a whole launch party where we brought the method guides down and chat with them. And two weeks before the event, we were sat in a gas station in the middle of fricking Alberta on a call with Sasha and Sko being like, guys, come on, let's do this. And they were like, I don't know. It's going to be terrible. And we were like, just like, let us just let us do it. You don't have to do anything. Just send three people because That was all we had space for. There was a Rooster Teeth event already scheduled in the yeah. other room, so we crammed these three Raiders and um, obviously Kana counts as a Raider, so four Raiders and wow. Hotted. Wow, and um, I because Kana was like on the desk because yeah. he was a shaman and he was benched, it was the whole thing.
3: That's um, the story um, of BFA, that's the story of, Vader, the story of yeah. BFA. Uh,
2: but that was it. We crammed everybody in this tiny room, we had one computer. It was myself and a guy called Tyrant, who's a big FGC um, community stream guy, and another guy called Ben that we got in to help me kind of run the show. And then Rich Campbell came down for like a day. Hotted was there. Kana was there. I was there. ZSX was there casting. Jari joined at one point. Kana's random friend was there with him. So we were like, sure, let's get her on the couch. She knows what she's (laughs) talking about. Um, and we just kind of filled the time with chat and yep. like proper community engagement using leftover decorations from the BFA launch party, <laughs> because our budget was so skint. Like we had money to pay for food,
4: <laughs> <laughs> like
2: that. That was kind of it. Like food and somewhere for the raiders to <laughs> sleep. Um, and it was it was chaos but it was awesome mm-hmm. like, i think the whole point of the event when dan and i originally were talking about it was to shine a light on this aspect of the game that so many players don't ever get to see yeah in this way like even if you raid normal it's not the same and it's mm-hmm. an aspect of the game that to be fair, a lot of players didn't even know existed. Like people didn't know that there was this whole subcategory of people <laughs> in the game that were competing for this non-existent title. Yeah. Right? And it's it's just a celebration of WoW culture as a whole because rating is the pinnacle of WoW content. And I say that not because it's better than any other type of content, but because at the end of the day, it's an RPG. And the raid is the story, yeah, right. Like that's that's what brings so many players back, despite everyone saying, "Oh, I hate corruption," or "Oh, I hate this system," <laughs> and I don't like. People come back for the story, yeah. So it it really is near and dear to a lot of our heart, and that that's really why we wanted to make sure that this happened in some chaotic form, like Ul'dir. And then, obviously, it was a big success, and Method and Red Bull both kind of just went like, "Oh, oh, this wasn't a bad idea." Yeah. Oh, okay, we can do this now.
1: You, you mentioned <laughs> and the the concern. Laura Laura and... You mentioned there was Sorry? the concern about it being potentially quite boring, and I think. That's actually one of the things that makes it so exciting in a weird roundabout way. Yes, I agree. 99% of the time, the race to world first is boring. I mean, you know, we as casters try and entertain as much as we can and make the show as interesting. And, and, you know, I hope we do a pretty good job with that. But the actual content itself, 99% of the time is boring. But when you get the kill, it's so exciting and so hype
4: that it makes
1: up for it. And and that's they, why people watch. They want to be there for that kill. They want to see it. They want to see it, you
3: know? because yeah, if such they're a big not, risk, if they miss right? it. Like, was that Lucas? Like there was also such a big risk, right? Like b- before now, you know, all the year, the only time people could actually, you know, get a like a feeling of the race to world first was if they go to like MMO champion or whatever. And it's like the hundred thread, like, you know, like the race the world first, like you know, mega. You thread. had to
4: know it was there. Yeah.
3: It's like you yeah. had to know it was there. And yeah. if you didn't go to mo champion or like to vet it, to you know get like some updates every now and then you just didn't know what's happening so like you know for us it was such a big risk you know it's like will it actually work will people care about this like we, yeah we is know, anyone right?
2: really gonna bother like yeah. it, mm. i think we just we proved that it does work people do care yeah yeah and that's that's why this thing can keep growing and why there's so much more room for it to keep advancing like this this show in two years time if everyone keeps on is gonna be amazing like it's not already amazing but like it's gonna be
1: oh, the amount of growth just in the last year of the rest i was about time. to
3: say like when you look I know, at it's every only been, been one event, expansion yeah like you can see the bump in quality like every single event right yeah every absolutely. event looks totally different compared to the last and every <laughs> single time there's more features you know this time we had you know uh, I think both the limit stream and our stream had the Twitch extensions, yeah. We had the replay features. We all of that. Like every single time, we add so many, so many more things, and every single time, it looks way more professional. And it's like you know, and it's only been one expansion. Like Susan said, it's so crazy. Like when you yeah. think about it, it's it's been less than two years and only four events. It's like you know, who's used to say like what it looks like in you know the next two years? Yeah, that's super crazy to me.
0: Yeah, so speaking of the events they're in, is because I mean, Susan kind of nailed all of that I don't know, the, the only follow-up topic I had to that was the, how many people uh, this could be I what, think I need what, to
2: let ZFX in
0: Oh, okay uh, Lucas, question for you then is how yeah. many people would you say in total from the first show mm-hmm. to the most recent show for race to world first, how we're involved, the difference from the start of battle for Azeroth with Old Deer to the more recent of the waking city or the resident sleeper city, whatever you want to say for Mythic Azoth, the difference <laughs> right. in, in overall, how would you say, how has it grown X people to Y people?
3: I mean, I, I didn't work for method the first race. Right? I, I, I just, you know, the team that I know at that point was mm-hmm. probably, it was Scott, Sasha Club central and maybe Kalo, you know, that that was probably the team for us at that point, right? Like it wasn't yeah. much more. And I think from the last seven months, like we've, we've had so many new hires, right? Like now we have uh, bookmark and the are where like currently producing the, 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 mayhem show. Right. To, we hired, uh, Christina, our social person, like obviously myself and the team that I'm building right now. So I think we went from like, you know, four to five people to probably like 20 people plus then you know we're working with way more people like externally or are we asking way more of, of third-party vendors whatever so i think like we we quite easily went from like five people to 50 people in like four events like, quite easily yeah oh yeah
2: like that's that's 100 like the difference between uldir and battle for Desire lore we went from having a four-man crew who were on rotation which meant one person was running the show at any given time me shouting at them from the casting couch and then we went to a full production team because on what like two shifts three i think we had three shifts that first time just because of how manic it was and like no one has time to learn this show if you've never done it before it is a crash course on this is what's happening on the screen like you have to explain the new mechanics to people every time and it's i think the second show there were like 50 people yeah probably in total and then every single one's gotten bigger
3: yeah so- especially what we're doing now right like we're bringing out multiple guilts, right yep which to me was so so crazy like you know it's for us it's you know always just method and now we, we obviously we partnered with a version we had like all of the german casters there uh, we had all the German players there. Like we had midwinter there, you know. Like it was bloody crazy.
2: talent, man! They just so expensive. <laughs>
3: God. Falcone, we're why like... do
2: why do we even bring them?
3: Right, we can just do it ourselves.
2: Uh, you know, I feel yeah. like we should just just put it on a gameplay loop, exactly. and and they can stay home, and it'll make our job a lot easier. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we don't have to feed those guys, you know.
2: Wow. See, they're not disagreeing. They're not disagreeing. <laughs> no, so yeah. I'm gonna it's, take they're,
3: that. They're it's just difficult
1: knowing. to it's difficult to uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so No, I, I think I think the whole in-person banter with the cast is realistically uh, I think it adds I'm very biased. I think it adds a lot of fun to the show.
2: I, I feel like there's like actually two rivalries that happen in a world first race. There's like EU versus NA. But then yeah. there's like secretly low-key production talent.
0: Oh, production versus talent.
2: Yeah, I feel like that's just like a subtle thing. Like it's not like a it's like a Pokemon rivalry where like you're really <laughs> just there to support each other, but in like a yeah, but you got to step it up because I'm gonna step it up kind of way.
1: <laughs> I think production has the hardest job by by that's a lot. That's so true. Like like but I, I think the production carry any any show to be honest because like the way I've always looked at casting is that it's the caster's jobs to make the players and each other look good but at the end of the day it's the production's job to make the casters look good and um, I, I just think that, that that is that is a lot of work right there
3: <laughs> I think it also comes down to like when when you have a show that's live literally 24 hours a day mm-hmm. for god knows how long you know talent can only do so much like at some yeah. point production, production has to step in and yep. do, you know, either like funny stuff or, you know, you know, do something creative. Yeah. Where at like, at some point, you know, like talent has to stop. Right. You know, like you can only talk about about so much. You can only read so many donations at some <laughs> point, something has to change. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that's why chat gets to enjoy things like the code video or the attendees exactly. cam, you know, there's, there's really quality content that happens yeah. in that downtime, guys. If you're not <sighs> tuned in to Erase the World First 24 hours a day, you're actually really missing out because it's in that, that it downtime when real gems
3: yeah. exactly. come to life. That's when you have the rich smiley face. Oh, yeah. the rich
0: <laughs> smiley face. So then we started <laughs> with Old Deer, and then sometime later, the erased the World First has been commented. We went to the Battle of Azaralor, which was Jaina. Uh, and then there was there was the race to world first crucible of storms kind of it was just the the post show that Rich and I did which was basically just Rich myself and Mike but we thought the that race be... happened
2: but the broadcast kind of like
0: well we we because uh, when method approached me about running because I ran it from just my room and Rich piped remember, in from great. from different locations sometimes he was actually at <laughs> other events when he was t- when he was he was. Uh, but it was supposed to be like a you know two three hour post show after Method had done rating and then we sort of coagulated like best polls and clips other guilds you know sent us information, and we just sort of kept everyone up to up to speed. But the 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 pitch deck for that was two three days. Ten Gosh. days later. <laughs> It was it was almost two like, weeks. What and did was, I sign up for? Thanks, Bay. I love that. It his room. Like,
3: well, <laughs> I, I, I don't think anyone expected that long. It's no. remember right? it's like, it's like I first remember boss, we were couple hours, and then the second boss. You know, maybe a day, not longer, and then oh, all right, eight days, all right.
0: Yeah, Unat was that a was real boss. That
2: was such a good mini raid.
3: Yeah. Oh,
0: for sure to watch and to the no one will ever experience that boss like it was when it was first there. Those first handful of kills. Yes. Because Unak uh, got gutted afterwards. Not the same boss fight. See,
2: I'm not a fan, personally. I mean, I'm slightly weird, but I'm not a fan of Blizzard nerfing bosses. Like, if it has been killed in a legitimate way, like if the boss is not bugged in, in some capacity, it should stand. Like, it shouldn't be killable by everyone. I have I have this belief that not everyone is good enough. And not everyone should be good enough. Like mythic bosses should be so hard.
3: It's like I think the best thing, that, in my opinion, they did was Ice Crown, where they didn't touch the boss per se. Mm-hmm. They just added like you know a ramping like five percent, ten percent, fifteen percent, like on your damage and health, whatever. I think that's a better way to go about it than just straight yeah. up nerfing the boss, right?
2: Yeah, let the boss stand yeah. and let the players get stronger. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's, it's an RPG.
0: Hmm. That's kind of what's happening right now, even though the corruption system, which I don't want to get into, is obviously very frustrating. We're not going to bring that up. No. So the the other parts that I have here in the timeline, because there's other bits I want to get to here. We're basically at the halfway mark, but uh, we're going to keep going because we've got more stuff to go through. So that transitioned into the Race to World First, Eternal Palace, Queen Jara. which I think that's when it sort of hit that that tipping point because then there were two shows and we're not going to go into the the what the internet blah, blah 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 but that was red bulls coverage uh with limit and then back at take tv this started the uh, relationship that take tv has with with method at the time just them now of course it's grown to include more guilds and then we had a bit of a uh a a, a, a special race to world first the classic race to world first in vegas the side project there and um <laughs> Falcone, um, as a British gentleman, <laughs> how do you feel how did you feel it was to attend the event in the city that never sleeps?
1: So freaking cool. I, I, I'd never <laughs> been to Vegas before. i had I've um done various events in Los Angeles before. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I'd never I'd never been to Vegas. And yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I I personally I love the heat um obviously vegas is literally in the middle of a desert so that was uh, it was a bit more than i expected i was warned but I, I loved the heat um there's lots of things in vegas to do lots of uh, games to play and lots of money to be spent so it wasn't <laughs> a cheap trip but uh, um no honestly i absolutely loved it i i hope i get to go to vegas again soon um a- a- amazing
0: and that was you did you get to spectate that from the outside then lucas to see what was essentially what was essentially uh, you know beta tested in that regard i know from the casting side of things and 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 little dan could probably agree the 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 way the show was run there was awesome but mm-hmm. i think the, the event was obviously harder to put together it was just leveling basically right essentially yeah
3: like i only started the method a week after that event. So like kinda of yeah. what I did is I just sat there, like they invited me to the Discord, you know, like as an honorary thing. You know, like, maybe if you have feedback, you know, feel free to send something through whatever. So I, I just I just sat there like, I, you know, I, I don't have much value the value whatever here. It's like that light looks wrong. Like literally <laughs> the, the feedback that I gave there is like oh but that that LED panel, it's very bright. It's like that 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 was me for the classic race. Like I didn't do much, but you know, I I didn't officially work for Meta yet at that point. So,
2: dude, as soon as you like just 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 dip your toe in, that is always the beginning of the end. Yeah, like it always always is.
3: Especially for me, because I'm so nitpicky, right? So, like, if I have, you know, a channel where I can voice my feedback to, sure, I will You're be. You're gonna get it. Yeah, you'll you'll get it, and I'm yeah. I, I'm I am super nitpicky. So, like, when I see that X LED panel. Is ten percent brighter than of the others. I will let you know.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> it's like, I'm the
2: same. Yeah. It was it was
1: super different, just in general, that event from the other method events that I have cast in the the stuff at Take TV. Very chilled out, very relaxed, just talking to some friends on the couch. Whereas uh, at at um, the Vegas event with mm-hmm. um, WSOE, it was very very like high production in that it was production talking in areas telling us when an ad was going to play telling us exactly when this was going to happen exactly when this is going to happen which is more akin to the other shows that i work on so like i'm not saying that was any sort of problem whatsoever however i would say that in my opinion the sort of vibe that the race to world first events has i think it suits the take tv maybe lesser produced style a little more um just because of sort of what the show is you know it's a 24 hour show seven yep. days a week i think relaxed personally i think relaxed is the way to go with that
3: i think we had so many discussions about this in griffel right yeah like personally i don't want this super high energy everyone's super excited all the time i want like my vision for this is everyone's just very you know laid back you know you can tune in when you want to it's very family friendly it's very relaxed and it's just funny like I like yeah. There's this big big debate. Like, is it esports? Isn't it? Like, I think in a way it is, but it's also entertainment, right? I you think, can take that further. Yeah.
1: You can say, is esports sports? Like, exactly. why, why why put a word on it? Like, it just yeah. doesn't yeah. exactly. The show is. It's, think... it's
2: neat because I I I was having this discussion and I like kind of agree, but I also kind of disagree because I get why people think this is an esports production. but at the fundamental level the competition is not an esport it is not a you know level playing field that True. is you know everyone loads in with these are your armor values you get one of each class like there's no rules to this that make it a formalized competition. It's not. It's a community-run thing that we're just putting on the camera. So you need to strike that balance between providing something that's fun and engaging and you don't have to feel obligated to watch all the time and stare at, but that is still professional enough to merit the cost of what it takes Mm-hmm. to run something like this because let's not forget these events are not cheap like whether you're doing it super esportsy or not you're still paying for a crew to be there 24/7 you're still paying everyone's travel and accommodation like so you need to like balance those two where it's still community friendly but you're still providing a top quality product that's going to get you the bang for your buck
3: mm-hmm.
2: but like, it's example, not an esports broadcast
3: yeah, like, for example, like, I dub my own word for this. Like, when I'm, like, in sales meetings or whatever, right? I can just call it entertainment sports. It's not eSports. Like, in a way, it is. But it's also, as Susan said, it's not a level playing field. You know, first you have NA, then you have EU, whatever, right? Like...
4: It is what it
2: is.
3: It is what it is. So That's like, what we
2: all signed yeah. up for.
3: <laughs> it's just a different eSports. Yeah.
1: No. I'm looking like, forward uh, to uh, checking my entertainment mail later. Exactly. <laughs> like, <I>
0: just... <laughs> yeah. Well, then, then we get to the very very recent race to world first for Nialotha like i was saying and again two shows and this now ever cuz the the previous with the uh, battle of the idols that was still that was the uh, the Red Bull Gaming Sphere in London and then Take TV in Germany so the the NA team actually flew overseas so it was still both teams essentially they were going for the the two horse race were overseas now Nialotha it was actually the East versus West. It was the NA versus the EU rivalry, where we did have the the split down the side to make that that esportsy narrative, right? League of Legends has it, Dota has it, StarCraft yeah. has had it with international stages and people coming from the other side. Yeah, but anyway, so it's the first like I would say like real felt rivalry with two different countries involved in World of Warcraft in that sort of traditional esportsy sense. So. And other guilds now have joined that spotlight as they've seen just the stage grow, both sides of the Complexity Limit. Yeah, you guys had additional coverage, and then the Take TV coverage had additional coverage, right? So it's just more eyes on more guilds that are involved in this. It's more of a global thing. But Susan, can you tell us how preparing Nihilotha differed from the older events with Red Bull uh, that you did with Complexity Limit, right? You got pulled across the ocean to put together the show with them.
2: So, I mean, it's kind of a weird one because obviously, because I've been in this since like before it began,
4: mm.
2: on my computer and in my brain exist so many versions of this show <laughs> like i've dreamed up a version if we managed to put this on in a stadium i've had a version where we've got three raiders in a single room i've had a version we have three teams on site in like hotel conference rooms like i've probably been through every variation of what logistical nightmare this could be <laughs> so that was helpful um but the biggest thing is the crew honestly because obviously limit had done an event before so there wasn't that learning curve for them sure this time around they definitely had that coming to um the sphere for azhar the same way method absolutely had that when they came for battle for zarlor and for uldir right like that is a big adjustment playing where people can hear you, even if you turn your mic off. Like, it's a it's a thing. But the crew was different because it was a North American crew. So it was kind of like, all right, you guys need to wrap your head around this show and what it is. And no, I'm not going to give you a run of show. No, I can't give you, you know, here's what the game is going to look like and here's all the information that you normally would receive. You're just going to have to show up and trust me. <laughs> Um which you know tends to freak people out a little bit cuz I trustworthy face right here. Uh but yeah that that's definitely the biggest the biggest hurdle when we had to move the show that way. But again, nothing that's not insurmountable. Like anytime someone new jumps on the project, they're going to have to figure it out
0: and right. you just do it. So then, Lucas, to throw this over to you then, going back to Take TV for sort of a sequel, mm-hmm. what were the main improvements you wanted to and hopefully saw for that round two event? Because as, as Susan just went over, she had to build it up from the crew at the ground level with yep. their whole studio, but at least the gamers were more acclimated. But going back to the same location again and from one event to the next, what, how did that bubble over for you?
3: So personally, for me, I want like for like when I picture myself as a viewer, I want to see everything in one place, right? Like I don't want to go to like you know I'm watching the stream here, and on my second monitor I'm watching you know Raider IO for like you know the, the rankings, yeah. and on my third screen I'm watching Wowhead for boss guides, and on my fourth screen I'm like doing this whatever. Like people don't have that many screens even, right? So like, what I want to achieve with these with these thingies is that everything that should be accessible, should be accessible, right? Like, you know, as a viewer, I want to see rankings. I want to see possibilities. I want to see instant replays. Like, you know, if something funny just happens, I want to be able to see that, right? I want to see, like, instantly. So I think we we definitely took a, a good step in the right direction. We're not there just yet, I think. Like, there's, there's definitely, like, for our stream at least, definitely things that we can still improve on, like, for sure. But you know compared to like ajara like we we definitely took a big step up i think
2: yeah the, the like your show the second time around was so different yeah like so different you could you could see the prep time <laughs> frankly yes. you could see I, that you weren't starting from zero again which i think i
3: started like 4 months in advance i think
2: right it makes yeah. all of the difference exactly I'm waiting for the day I get to plan one of these shows in more than like 3 weeks of actual time.
0: <laughs> well, that that's the weird. The next one um for those that are involved, the next one will be different because it, Old Deer was a launch of an expansion, but that was sort of the t- like the 2 week notice. Now with Shadowlands, it'll be able to be laid out so much more in advance yep. when we finally know oh, yeah. when the expansion comes out exactly. and it's usually like the raids like 3 weeks to a month after the expansion launches for that whole like building yep. initial period. So there's probably a very different back end that you guys maybe have already started in some ways or at least will start sometime soon that you can actually have way more time to start getting this all sorted yep. that you've learned I think actually... from hmm? Sorry no, you go, go ahead. That was it that you've learned from these events. No, I, w-
2: I was just going to say that I think it's it's kind of interesting that you talk about that because um, not to like frame this as a competition, but like Method actually are in a really good position advantageously for them because of the fact that they are their own org right in a way that like limit is not the org complexity is the org or red bull was the org who decided to run the broadcast right so like method have the autonomy to be like we're doing this here we go (laughs) whereas like bigger brands and sponsors and things like that of teams it's not that easy right so even though we think like oh yeah i bet you everyone's working on stuff like right now for the next it's you've got to get budgets signed off you've got to get you know endemic sponsors to actually sponsor the thing you've got to confirm logistics you've got to rally are you even going to have you know a place to do like there's so much else that these other sponsor brands have to do that method you know can can just get the ground running and i'm so envious
3: of that for me though, I always feel like such a fool. Like especially for the last events, like I, I approach all these vendors, you know, for venues and stuff. I'm like, I right, so yes. okay. This, this this all looks super cool. Okay. It's like so so. When's the date? I'm like, yeah. Uh,
2: uh, <laughs> That's the rub.
1: And 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 how long's the event? It's
2: oh like, my god, my yeah. favorite question. That is, I will say that is the one thing I have never had worry about for either of these shows.
3: It's, yeah. it's like when you're talking to a production company, you're like, all right, you know, we're we want to hire all of this and. Somewhere in twenty twenty for <laughs> X X amount of days and that's the info I can give you. And they're like, What do you mean? They can't
2: process the request it's no. spectacular
1: somewhere between three days and 30 days
4: yeah
2: Yeah. and then if you like commit to how much time what do you do if it ends early like do you just yeah. fill four days of content do you yep. suddenly have a 10 day post raid show like
1: Oof, all questions rough. I had as a caster for the event as well
2: like, oh, yeah. I as to a caster, we you get no information like you don't know I don't know if, it, I don't know if you had schedules last time Lucas but I definitely didn't give my talent schedules, like...
3: We, we had a rough schedule, I think, right? Like, we had, like, X amount of days that you'd definitely be... Different. Wait, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we had a... Re- yeah, no, down. that's fair. Because, obviously, you have to negotiate things. Exactly. And... Uh, yeah. we, like,
1: we had, like... I mean, on my end, I had, like, a minimum amount of days, yeah. And then yeah. just, like... yeah. That that and was and that was guaranteed over. income yeah. if the event was short and then if it went over then yeah which
2: is it's a thing like whenever mm. I do a show as either an actor or, or talent in that capacity it's like no no I I need to know what I'm doing there has to be a level of commitment here which isn't the same if you're a crew or if you're a venue and right. Yeah. Oh, I mean it so... was
1: particularly important for me on this occasion for Nihilotha because I turned down another event to do this event, and so I wanted to make yes. sure that if it was if it ended up being a two-day event, I wasn't gonna get screwed.
2: <laughs> yep. Like we had casters during um uh during Azar's Eternal Palace who had to leave for two days do another show and come back because they'd already agreed to that show before final contracts were signed for this one and we just were like
4: who was that i wonder who,
2: i i couldn't uh couldn't tell you who that was during desire lord
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah mike and i had to go to preach con we literally had you to leave did. we had to leave that's right that's hop right. multiple Have planes come right back yeah,
4: yeah,
2: because when it ended, we went, Oh shoot, we've got two days left of this equipment. Like I was saying, what do you and they were like post raid show? And I was like, Okay, I'll play on a post raid show in forty-eight hours. Thank goodness this is gonna be easy. <laughs> yeah, there was yeah.
3: we're the, with the same try. this raid, I think. Like Ugh. I think in two hours we broke down every single PC, every single desk. We re like reshuffled all the, the couches, like all right, and we have two hours. Let's do a post rate show.
0: Yeah.
3: And then, yeah, you know, well, obviously that wasn't, you know, properly planned. You, you, when you're working with clean feeds, obviously, you know, you have to give them some sort yeah. of heads up to what you're doing. And especially when you're working on traditional esports, people are like, where's your run of show? And you're like, well, we, we <laughs> don't, we don't have sorry.
4: one.
3: What's a run of yeah.
2: show? I, uh, sorry, what? I didn't hear the question. Can you just repeat that? Oh, no, I seem to yep. be selectively deaf.
3: It's like Scri- script. What? What's that? We don't script anything here.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's that's too much. You're asking for too much. We are but humble esports.
0: <laughs> yeah, give give Falconia a megabuster. Perfect with that eight bit. I'm gonna swap our. Everyone's piping to me from overseas. Let me just jump Discord servers as everyone goes blub, and we'll see if that fixes things. But. Like yeah. a topic and a half, and then we have the little break, then we can actually sit here and talk to chat if they have questions for us. I've, I've moved some topics around. So, uh, this is again, I'm going go to go to Susan, you first on this. And then Lucas, follow up. And then Dan, you're putting a bow in this one. Ooh. But um, I guess in this case, though, how does it feel to be part of, of just this this growing, almost seasonal event now that was so small and built from the community outward? And grown to be one of, if not the most watched event on the platform on Twitch TV for the duration of the event. The stats come out. The The esports guys like pay attention to the, the numbers and the metrics and things. But uh, when it was just the one event and now when it's split into the two for the NAEU rivalry, whichever it is, it is just billions of, of watch time across the platform. It's huge. So Susan from your tiny humble beginnings the first event to now what does it feel like to be a part of just this
2: i mean i actually i mean i'm not i'm not very big on social media but when the nihiloth raid ended i put out like a five tweet tweet because i learned that you could do that Uh, and it was basically just summing up exactly the answer to this question which is it is insane it's it's a crazy feeling having like it feels like a giant snowball okay and we like rolled a little one at the top of the hill and then we kind of pushed it down the hill and as we went it kind of went and then the snowball kind of like broke into two snowballs and now it's going and then those (laughs) snowballs are going to break down and it's going to become like a massive avalanche that's Hmm. how i feel about this this whole thing and it don't
1: break too many snowballs
2: <laughs> gonna... you've never had a snowball crack
1: no i mean i hope there's not too many different events going oh oh,
2: oh. <laughs> oh i mean <laughs> it following well, the metaphor it wasn't <laughs> you it's doing it, like they had a little stream or something going last time as well they did a yeah. little mini broadcast yeah, yeah. when they were live yeah, um, yeah, assume, yeah. um,
1: to be fair babe, like, the more different events happening the more likely i am to be hired for once. oh so maybe yeah. From know, my perspective that's think. funny you gotta
2: think Plus, everyone kind of needs to dip their toes in at their own pace, right? Not yeah. every guild can pull a limit or a method or a pieces and go full-time. It's yep. just not logistically a thing because there isn't the same... Because it isn't an eSport, there isn't the same eSports level of investment to, you know, pay yeah. players and all that kind of stuff the way that other uh, games have. So, you know, if if all it takes is a, a little raiding guild to say, you know what? We're only raiding two or three nights a week, but we're going to stream it just because we want to get in on the action and it's a bit of fun and we don't really think we're going to make it. Or maybe they do. Maybe they are the best. Like We've seen some of these guilds who only raid three or four nights a week and they have yeah. performed insanely well, especially this tier. Yeah. So, you know, everyone's got to do it at their own pace. And I hope the end is that we end up with these big hubs and can really showcase the community. But at the same time, from a logistics point of view, there are only so many guilds that you can actually capture and run yeah especially if you've got multiple feeds from multiple guilds there's only so many buttons you can press because every time you got new equipment and new people and the budget goes up and up and up and up and
3: i think we had 87 pubs this time
2: yeah like it's a lot there's a photo of me during um eternal palace with all of the player feeds yeah from entirety of limit, entirety of pieces, all the offsite guilds, all the cameras.
3: Yeah, we, we let we, we removed our offsite guilds from the multi view, and we just had like an observer set up. because otherwise it was just not doable. Yeah,
2: it's yeah you can't you can't balance that yeah. much. Like
0: <laughs> shout no. out to Chrissy in chat, who worked production at the uh, the Vegas event. She only had forty fees at the classic race to world first monk s and. <laughs> Looks yeah. like only we almost had 40. ninety at this. One. Oh, only forty. Yeah. yeah.
2: Only forty feeds. Uh, Back <laughs> in my day, we had more than sixty-seven. Fe- I'm kidding. Yeah. Forty is <laughs> insane. GG. Nah, That's like number. so much for one oh. person to do. It's even yeah. more. it was
3: ninety-one feeds that we had. It's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot.
0: Lucas, do you have anything yeah. you want to add to, to being a part of this now? Since you're you're a little more sure. recent to all this now. So you're you're basically was trial by fire.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's two sides to this. For me, I think it's great that I get to be part of this with my, my, or, my old guildies, right? Like I used to raid with Jinji. I used to raid with Deep Shades. Now it's great to actually be with them again. And then from the other side, I think it's also great to be working with other people. So like, you know, since this started you can see that so many guilds are up and coming, right? Like for example, now we're working with Aversion. Aversion's actually structuring themselves as a company now, like they're actually putting like structures in place, they're day rating, you know, pieces are doing the same, Exorcist is doing the same. So since we st- we took this leap and started streaming, you know, there isn't just method anymore and there isn't just complexity limit anymore. There's so many more guilds that are coming in now that is only made possible to, to yeah, are streaming this, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, that's just humbling and mind blowing to see, to be honest. All
0: right, Falcone, you're putting the bow on this one.
3: Oh. Did you just get a mouthful
0: when I was switching? Yeah, she did. <laughs> She's got a room service. Nice. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. I, I, and part of this event, uh, or this show in, in, in this case, if you didn't know, Susan is literally wrapping up an event right now as she said earlier if you didn't hear her earlier in the show that's why she's piping into us from a hotel um doing her best she's not she's not dressed as well as as Rich Campbell but she's doing her best Rich Campbell impression <laughs> yeah but Falcone Dude, put a, what
2: I have so many clips of Rich Campbell <sighs> I could so, probably write a PhD
3: Why do you why I, do you have those I have an entire Google Drive full of Rich clips <laughs>
2: I mean, I can't say blackmail, but oh, you know, research. It's I've got a, I've got a catalog of the greatest moments from previous world Let's just
0: Falcone, put a bow on this then for me. <laughs> you host and cast for a number of different events uh, with orgs, otherwise different events, different places all over the world. Now, uh, what's the biggest difference between those other events? and the race to world first then if you could pinpoint things
1: well there's there's a lot of differences but i think it they they mostly all stem down to the one thing which is the fact that it's a 24-hour broadcast seven days a week and that leads to a a very very different show like i was saying before it's much more relaxed um we have Twitch chat up on laptops on the desk in front of us. I've never cast another event or host another event where I can see Twitch chat, um, and frankly, a lot of the time I'd never want to because some of the stuff they can say oh. is really horrible. Not your lovely audience, but you guys are great. But um, and so that that was a little bit of a learning curve, you know, just looking up, seeing mm-hmm. being held at me, and then it's like, okay, yep, ignore it, ignore it. Um, so there's that. Um, there's also the the length of the event. Uh, again, like I was saying before unlike my other events where it's like you know i'm going to a dream hack i'm working for three days i'm coming home great okay negotiated my fee and everything sorted with method it's like okay might be this long might be this long you you don't know how long it's gonna be you're just gonna go to this hotel in 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 germany and live there until (laughs) the soft dies whenever that may be um and that's different. And obviously, if I've got other commitments after that, I will say to Method, you know, I can only stay until this date at the latest. And they'll be accommodating with that. Like you said, yourself and preach flew off somewhere during the Ashara,
4: mm-hmm. then it
1: came back. And you know, method are incredibly accommodating. Um, and and the other thing is again, because it's a 24-7 broadcast. The schedule can be very interesting in that I might be working from midday until 3 p.m. one day, and then the next day I might be working from midnight until 3 a.m. And then I might be working from 6 a.m. until 9 a.m. and then um, just, you know, 7 until 10 p.m. the next day. So like, it was definitely a bit of a learning curve sort of getting used to being very, very flexible in my sleeping. And again, it's something that's evolved as the events have gone on with Nilofer.
4: I sleeping. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, with with Lothar, um Dari, bless her, Dari, shout out by the way, MVP for the method side of things, anyway. Um, she was very, very good with the schedule this time and with Vegas, actually, where she sort of had a, a daytime crew and a nighttime crew. Yep. and uh that was to sort of make make sure that we all like, Bay, you were nighttime crew, right? You were always up through the night, uh, or am I mistaken? It was like <laughs> late
0: uh, it was usually before my raid, then after my raid, but yeah, right. I mean, so it
3: was like right. evening. We yeah. tried to be so nice to you guys, you know, like we we look at the guys that are raiding and we plan. Oh my raids. god,
2: the raid schedules.
3: Yes. Oh.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that that. I'm I understand. That. I I didn't raid, guys. I made this easy for you. But um, but yeah. And so with with that, the laid backness. There's a real community feel about the casting. I mean, uh, again, most events I've cast before, there'll be three, four casters at the most. You know, we had what twelve of us, I think, including Turkey and Aid. Yeah, you guys had um, a lot
2: of people. It was it was yeah, a real
1: and it's a real community for us. We've got our caster room again. Methods uh, had set up this basically decked us all out with a a gaming PC each. So we're in this room. We're all together in the same space, hanging out every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's just this real friendly family vibe behind the scenes, a little bit like it is on the couch. Um, So yeah, I mean, the main difference is just how laid back it is, having Twitch chat up, uh, the length and all of that kind of thing. It it leads to an incredibly different feel of an event. But I I said earlier, and I'll say it again, it's it's definitely one of my favorite events that I've ever done. I'm kind of grouping them all into one event here with the method events because it's they are just so, so. much fun.
0: So then they've, the overall follow-up to that, and I don't know who wants to field this one first because, again, like every different event is... It, uh, you might have a different opinion on this, Lucas, because of your ESL background. Uh, Falcone kind of touched on that just a little bit there in that one. And then, Susan, you've done a plethora of different things back at the Sphere. Twitch chat being involved in events. Hurt. <laughs> Help positive, negative, thumbs up, thumbs down, depends on the event.
2: Depends but. on the event.
3: Agree. Okay. I mean, there it's like sometimes you read Twitch chat like Twitch chat, right? And like let's be honest, most of the comments are borderline useless. <laughs> <But> <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And then but there's like those those gems to you like, oh, I didn't think of that. That's true. actually smart. Hmm. but but yeah. then there's
2: also the times when you're like no i didn't think of that that's
3: real smart it's like wow you really thought of that all by yourself yeah
4: you, you get pumped.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah but um, then again like also like you know for example when we when we do the donation drive right like we couldn't do it without twitch chat like we couldn't raise a hundred thousand usd without twitch chat right so yeah
1: I, I want to add that I think it's very, very positive for this event to have Twitch chats involvement. I think it mm. yes, such a community feel to an event and, um, and again, I, I was talking about the, like, hur- hurling abuse at you, like, whatever, I'm used to that, believe me. Um, when I started casting, I would, you know, look at Reddit event, Reddit threads for events that I was at, and I, I very quickly learned if I want to keep any sort of sanity, I need to stop doing that. So typically, I avoid Twitch chat, but I know that abuse is hurled at me every day and, and on the internet, and that's, that's fine, that's part of the job. But, like, the flip side is when it's good, it's really good with Twitch chat. Like, the, the little memes where you can almost control what Twitch chats say, Oh yeah, uh, especially in the first event, Eternal Pass. I mean, I don't know if you remember Bay, but there was this drawing. One of the production guys had done of Ashara and it was on this like flipboard Yeah, uh, behind the couch at one point. And I just remember being like, ah, I don't know, did, did somebody, did somebody in Twitch chat, one of you do this drawing? Cause it's really, really good. And then you just, it's just spammed with, I did, it was me. It was me. Oh. I did. I did all with smiley faces. And I just like, I love that stuff. That is it's so great when they get involved like that.
0: <laughs> I like how Susan's paying attention to the cameras that I'm switching to. What's that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> ZSX delivered me some spaghetti carbonara.
0: Ooh, very nice. But... Yes. I, I, yeah, it, it, it's weird to me about it too is I've talked to the, the... The the one thing that... And this goes back, so self-plug for episode number 210, which was the post-show wrap-up to the Race to World First where I had on... Uh, Two guys from Fat Shark, yes, and two guys from Method, and Shades spit some some hot truth fire, talking about how, from the player perspective, and this is different for the casters and hosts and production. Obviously, you're making an event out of this thing and being a part of it. Is that, as from his perspective as a player, they had more fun, and he remembers having more fun when they didn't know everything, and not everything was on blast and on broadcast, right? When you saw that tweet from the guild that all of a sudden they got ahead of you. It was this different ecosystem they had back in the day. It's not a bad one now. They he just reminisced when things were more closed doors, and obviously the game was like that up until Uldir. It was like that for fifteen years, right? Yeah, so, you
2: can't see your competition.
0: Right now, literally, some of the Skype breaks when they're working on you know Weekora. They've just they pulled up the complexity limited stream, right? You could just watch your competition, which in other esports and other things of that nature and other entertainment sports, if you want to you know, keep the different umbrellas, <laughs> you can, you, obviously you're playing against your team in league all the time. You can watch their streams when they're testing or you scrim with them when you're not streaming or when you're prepping for an event. So there's, there's, all, there's a smaller back and forth in there. It's different with WoW when you've got a whole team of people and you've got your analyst, your coach, you've got your 21st man, whatever, and you can just watch what they've done and then you can dilute, break it apart, apply it to your own. We saw the Alpha Strat for Il'Ghanoth get absorbed mm-hmm. by the community at large overnight. It was amazing. So, it was crazy to see how those evolved now. There's different, there's pros and cons to it. But yeah, Shades was a little bit melancholy, saying that he misses when it was behind closed doors and everything was different for players, but...
3: It was the same for me, right? Because I was in that position. It was always fun I mean, when you have, you know, the entire guild on your battle net, whatever. And then they do this tweet, that like, 7 out of 8, and you're sitting there like... Damn.
2: You know, it's an interesting thing as well, though, because, like... to And I'm just going to play devil's advocate on this one for a little bit. Sure. It is still possible. If you really, really, really don't want to know, don't check. You know, don't load up Twitch. Don't have that second monitor with things up. Like it is possible whether that's the right choice or not, or what, you know, maybe cause it can be tilting. It's the same thing. Like if sure. you're, if you're at a tournament and you're, you know, psyching yourself up to play against this dude and the next thing, and then you watch him dominate three, four matches in a row and you're like, Shit, I gotta play that next. Mm. It's the same kind of mental game that a lot of these players just aren't used to, excuse me. Um, and and so I think part of it is going to come down to a bit of self-discipline. Like if you are the kind of person who's going to get tilted by it, don't let one of your other guildmates fill you in. But then there is also the potential where in the world that this is... Um, growing to the point where an esport format can be derived. And I say derived, not replaced, because the race to world first will always exist. But if let's say a tournament realm ever existed or, you know, there was a an evil a, an evil playing field. <laughs> an even playing field.
0: Are you hosting um, this event?
2: For the different guilds. Yes. Production would then step in and say, you get one monitor with this on it no access to anything else when you're not raiding you are not in the player lounge you're you know in your hotel sleeping with managers and all that in that tournament format that would be a different thing but as the race exists (laughs) now there's it's only self-policing
3: yeah i mean you know for example when you go to like a sees go tournament that's what they have right like they get a pc every single usb port is blocked like you can't plug anything in every single like you your internet access is blocked like you can't load anything up like you yeah. are confined to running team speak and the game yeah so you cannot do anything if the players
2: else. didn't all have different sound settings because some of them want to listen to music on spotify and some of them want to listen to music on youtube yeah. we would totally be able to do that
3: yeah
1: but that, that's all well and good for like short form competition but like you can't do right. that for an event that's two weeks long no exactly it's like yeah. against yeah. human rights at some point yeah
3: like- <laughs> when you play like an hour you can do that, but like we no, you can't deny I'm actually Spotify yeah. for two weeks, right? Like you're gonna make me play video games for two weeks without Spotify? Yeah,
2: <laughs> right. Like it's there's there's no way to realistically do it other than self policing, and we, people aren't gonna do it because people are naturally curious. People want to know. They're gonna watch, but if they really, really didn't want to, they could not.
0: It's true.
2: True.
0: Sure. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see how that changes. But that's that's that for the first I would say half of the show, but we're 90 minutes in. But we still have a couple different things that I wanna slam jam through here. And of course, chat if you have questions then you can ask them here shortly. But uh, I'm going to let Susan stuff her face just momentarily as I blather on about a few different things here. Yep, as she flies out. Yep, But if you if they need to step away for a moment, they can. But yet again, of course, I want to make sure I thank everybody for tuning in and listening to the show. And it's been uh, a long many years. We do have Shadowlands testing on the horizon, of course, which is going to be something that a lot of people are waiting for in the Arduously boring, very nitpicky testing and feedback cycle that uh, I am, I guess, known for in certain parts of the internet. Been doing that since Warlords, and more officially Legion, and then BFA, and now it'll be Shadowlands. So that's on the horizon. That'll sort of replace the shows, because I'll be budgeting time to do those three, four, five hour testing streams. Right. So that'll be that'll be definitely a thing in the future. But of course, if you missed the live show here today, or you want to check out any of the past ones. It's all over on YouTube. Links down below. Of course, if you want to listen to the show as well, then there is a way you can do that. You can do that through the website, just finalboss.tv. You can do that through iTunes. You can do that through Google Play Music. You can do that through Stitcher Radio. And you can actually search Final Boss TV, all one word, capital F, capital B, capital TV, on Spotify now. So the show is only... Spotify only holds so many of the episodes... But obviously, if you want to go back super far, you can go to the archive on YouTube and just watch and listen. Just don't go back past, like, 70-ish and younger. Don't do those shows. Those are awful. But, um, I mean, there's probably some gems in there, but those are really old. But again, of course, I would not be sitting in this chair doing this for so long with doing all the art and production stuff that i do if it wasn't for the support of you wonderful nerds and ladies that are supporting the show, the stream, and everything in between all these years Thank you very much for doing so. And, of course, if you would like to do so as well in that digital sense and get yourself some more of the show because there's more of it. And there'll be a little bit more of it. There'll be a nugget. I've moved some topics from the main show notes that you can read over on Patreon that uh, will also be – we'll do a, a short little after show after we're done here. We're still not done with the main show yet, but if you still want more, then you can check that out. Link down below, of course. Yeah, we're at 73 additional podcasts there's some extra wallpaper art that we've curated for the tiers. There'll be an Azoth one soon that you get access to. And, again, that helps support what I do here directly. So that's linked down below here on YouTube, wherever else. And then, big shout-out, of course. Uh, my camera's plugged into the Cam Link. I've got the Elgato key lights all around me right now, making the new, like, the Final Boss TV studio in that regard. So a big thank you and shout-out to my sponsors and partners over at Corsair and Elgato for hooking me up with a whole bunch of amazing stuff for my new build that I'm currently running everything off on. And then, of course, my other PC and everything else that I'll be putting together. If you are looking for bits and bobs and pieces and parts for your next build, link down below. I can get you 10% off and free standard shipping. And a bunch of people have actually been uh, upgrading their headsets recently. That's been a big thing. Or mice or keyboards. as are big ones you can go check out those links of course down below if you're looking for any of those pieces but if you're not looking for any pc parts if you don't need those and you're looking for putting on something on your bowdies, you know it's it's i don't know where you are in the world could be getting cold could be getting warmer who knows but if you're watching today right now by the time this goes up on youtube it won't be live anymore there may be a new deal potentially but literally i got the email Yesterday, because the fake day, yesterday. On Designed by Humans, which is where I host my apparel shop. Which is getting a huge redesign soon. Uh, it's leap year code. It's literally got, top of the screen right there, nine hours left. For 29% off. And that can be coupled with the free worldwide shipping. So if you want to get something physical. On any of the designs we have currently. And there's a couple that might be retiring soon. But if you want to look at the Fabellina art designs we've had. I work with a bunch of artists within our community to make a bunch of these over the years. Uh, I know that it's all this all-over prints going away, replaced by a new one. The fate of the Titans going away, all the Fableena stuff staying. Don't worry about that. But you can go to any designs you look at, and then you can go in there and you customize it, and you do what you think, and you get all the different stuff, and then the things up here too, and you do all the all the all the different thing. You do click all the buttons that you, you know you, you know to do. But those are all designed. Well, by humans or by you or by the artists that I've worked with. So those are ways you could do that. And that those are all linked here, down below, wherever else. This is not your first time on the internet. Maybe it is. I don't know. Who who are you anyway? Twitch chat. We were just talking about how ridiculous Twitch chat is in these live events. But to pull this back to the Race to World First show, Susan, have you have you carb loaded?
2: I have Eaten probably 40% of my carbonara, and then I realized I had to make sure that I didn't have lipstick all over my face. <laughs> ha! Um, because that is not a problem that I normally have.
0: Well, fair.
2: But it's also very silver lipstick. Mm. So,
0: I understand. Yeah. I moved the topic to this half of the show, but chat, if you want to chime in on certain things. Then now is the time, because we're actually going to pay attention and, and walk around to things if you want. But I have, this is a bit of a broad topic, and I think, I think I'm think i throwing this to Falcone first. The life, oh, or the yeah, the life event, live event life, I can't even say it. The live event life, there we go, we got there. Is that I've explained in my own way, in my amateur way, because I've only done a handful of these events now, right? You have got years of this in front of the camera is that how the schedule feels when you get there. The way I explain it is basically that everything leading up to the event is super stressful, and, like, you're, you're working on different things and trying to figure out what run of the show and getting your original schedules going and getting, like, your piece set up on the side in the green room or whatever. And then camera turns on, and then two weeks go gone, basically. So, but what... For, you've done so many different events. What is the day-to-day like in these different events? What Do you have, like, rituals you get into? Do you have things you always... Try to make sure you do when you're at events when you're on camera off camera how does that how does that work for you
1: it varies dramatically based on what the event is um, okay for, ex- for example when i was casting Hearth- hearthstone full-time not doing any hosting or purely hearthstone caster um, the prep that I, I... I didn't really need to do specific prep before events most of the time, because I was following the scene, you know, I was casting tournaments every couple of weeks in my free time I was playing the game all day, so like Hearthstone was sort of my life That So I didn't need to like put in additional external prep because I was just naturally preparing all day, every day um, It's It's a little bit different now with preparing for stuff, like for Brawl Stars obviously to prepare for what I thought was the desk hosting is I played the game a lot. I researched previous tournaments, who the teams are all, all of that, all of that good stuff. Um, and then because that that event is monthly and I'm going to be at every single, you know, monthly finals, there's not like a whole lot of prep I'm going to have to put into that because I'm, I'm going to be there experiencing all of the composition. Um, with Race to World First, I learn as much or catch up as much about World of Warcraft as I can. Again, obviously, I don't specialize in World of Warcraft, so I'm not going to be able to tell you. You know all of the details intricate details about the classes but i should hopefully be able to at least understand how all the bosses work how you kill them you know what they do and all of that and just and i just need to know enough for that event to draw information out of the person i'm with um and yeah that that um the preparation for that was just sort of like two full weeks of just every single day just trying to just watching those uh watching those fat boss videos and just trying to cram the information in um as far as like life at the events goes again it varies dramatically because uh like you said or like we've been talking about with race toward first 24 7 events so two three hour shifts every day and then the rest of the time we're just sort of hanging out that's very different to like when i'd be again let's uh, use dream hack as an example yeah. i'd go to a dream hack event and i'd cast for like 12 hours a day with the odd hour long break and I'll give out to the hotel room and I'd die. And I'd wake up the next <laughs> day, yeah. go in, cast for 12 hours I have no voice left at the end and I'd give out to the hotel room and die. 12 um, hours it, straight? Yeah with, with the with the occasional like hour long break yeah because that'd be like rotation. Yeah. But that's how long those events were. Alternatively I have done events I've done an event in China where the entire day was two hours long I'd go in cast for one hour out of the two hours because there was another cast a pair to do the hour and then head back to our five-star hotel and just love life so like it, it varies so dramatically across all of the different events yeah um but i i don't i can't really give you a specific answer because it's it's just so different
0: that's totally fine. I mean, part of the answer is within that you can't give an answer, right? Because you, <laughs> yeah. I, I only have experiences either hosting and running the uh, Crucible of Storms, which is here, which was an hour, hour and a half of prep and making everything sorted before I go live, and then basically waiting for Rich, and then getting the cameras right, and then adjusting yeah. every single day. We had the art team to... Pfft, Shout out again to at least the, the graphic designers and the art team I've always kept working with uh, in the method team. They're, they've always put forward and helped me out with so much in our prep meeting for that, for example. I They asked, what if we have days where we have, you know, five guests on? And then how about, you know, just three of you? And then how about like seven guests if the world first comes through? And then, so they made that overlay you saw. And if you go back to those 10 different days, there's a different overlay built. And those are all constructed So that I can pre-set up all the different camera regions in Discord, so that I could run that myself. So that was a huge help. But those and that, and then my my few events I've done with Race World first with with Red Bull at the Sphere, and then at Take TV twice. So my understanding is rather smushed. So what
1: what I what I will say in terms of like feeling at the event is that my my first uh, my first big event was the Hearthstone Global Games in 2017. Uh, where I was invited to Katowice, Poland, where it was being yeah. hosted. And uh, I, I got to do eight out of the, oh no, it was 11 in the end out for 15 weeks. And I remember going to the studio every single week and, and coming home and thinking, this is the week, I've not done a good enough job. I'm going to get fired. I'm not going to be asked back. Like, I'm not going to, and then it's like, i don't hear from blizzard again and next week i'm on the plane back to it's like oh okay and like bit by bit slowly i stopped getting that feeling of i'm gonna get fired this is it and then the next year when i was invited back there were only eight weeks of the tournament and i was asked to go do all eight weeks and be like the main host it's like oh i guess i guess i'm doing an okay enough job and i'm probably not gonna get fired then and at some point no. the nervousness just went away and so now i don't typically feel nervous at all when i'm uh when I'm but but that's because I just sort of I've had so much experience now where I've sort of gotten past that and I do enough prep, I prepare for the stage hosting. You know, I will probably rehearse exactly what I'm gonna say before I go on stage because I'm not talking to someone. So I right. have the luxury of being able to do that. Um so like the nervousness has kind of just gone entirely now. And yeah, the events do go really fast.
0: Oh, it was it's insane. The first day was pretty stressful, but then once the routine kicks in and that's essentially all your life was like this yeah. last one, for whatever reason, I don't know why it was just Nilotha or how <laughs> continuous it was or how the, the, the 24-7 was definitely a lot more full this time with POVs and things to do. And yeah. I guess the game, because I basically went from, I would play like for like two hours, cast for three, raid, possibly cast for three, or do uh, some wrap-up stuff after raid, then go sleep, come back and repeat. So yeah, the, the 10 days dissolved, just yeah. disappeared. And so then on the flip side of that, then behind the camera, so from what Falcone and I experienced in front of it, uh, Lucas, when you finally hit the broadcast button on an event and you know it's rolling, what happens then? Do you have daily checklists, hourly checklists, are there you know, <laughs> fires to put out? What does the schedule consist yeah. of for you guys?
3: I, I know why Susan's laughing. <laughs> yeah, It's like, uh, I mean... Usually, yes, right? Like when you do traditional esports, you have checklists upon checklists, whatever. When you come into a show that's so unscripted as this one, you kind of just take it as you go, right? For me, because I'm not as involved in, in production as is, obviously, like uh, my, my, my job is running the entire event, right? So that's, you know, taking care of all the staff, like planning their schedules, uh, working directly with our third parties, with our vendors, with our, you know, production people. So for me, it's literally just... Once we hit live, my job isn't done, but I go into more of like a, of a if something happens, I'll deal with it kind of thing.
2: Yeah, like crisis management.
3: Exactly. Like I'll yeah. I'll be there, I'll, I'll 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 keep notice of like what's going on, like you know, if so, if something's wrong, I'll give you that feedback. At that point, I'm just a feedback bot, right? Like if something's wrong, I'll talk to you, you know, I'll have daily debrief meetings and I just control what my staff is doing basically.
0: Okay. Well then Susan, you have to you have to be the 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 devil's advocate, the chaotic evil or something in this one or chaotic good in this case so what what has been the most ridiculous fire you've had to put out at a live event so far,
2: oh God, um. I mean, there's so many. You were there for Battle of Dazarlor. How many times did I run out of the production room? Because, I mean, remember, this is (laughs) Battle of Dazarlor. It was the first time we'd done, like, a big production. Mm -hmm. And I was the technical manager at the Sphere. So if anything went wrong with any of the Sphere equipment, I was the only person who knew our equipment and could fix it. Plus, I was running the actual broadcast with a team who had, most of them had never played WoW. Yep. So, I was running in and out of that room so many times, like, players losing sound for no reason, and, um, people's, they couldn't figure out how to change their refresh rate on their monitors, or, I don't know, nothing was ever too crazy, we had, like, one wire, no, who, oh, I can't remember whose PC it was, it was the sixth PC during Battle for Desire Lore, and every day we would lose the feed from that PC. Didn't matter how many times I changed the cable. Didn't matter how many times I plugged it into a different place. That PC was not sending us a feed. I think it might have been perfectos, But like, it's all nitpicky little things like that, because you're kind of prepared if anything big goes wrong. Mm. Because if anything catastrophic happens, you just cut away you know you you go to something else you shout in the talents here get back on the desk talk about this for 10 minutes yeah go cut to that everyone else runs around doing crisis management but the stream never sees it so right i don't know from a production standpoint it's actually not too. it just never stops so there's no like peaks of and troughs it's just always
0: (laughs) always on just...
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're either panicking or you're asleep.
3: Oh. Well, I think. Mean... <laughs> That's when it, when it comes to feeds, though. Perfecto is so good at this. Like, we oh, ha- we it, obviously... You were laughing about
0: this. Yeah, this is the thing he yeah. does.
3: So we use like straight broadcast cloning for, you know, or PC cloning for our feed capture. And yes. that obviously, I'm you know.
2: Wow, with no inbuilt anything. Uh,
3: yeah, so that obviously caps your FPS to whatever the production hardware is running. Because, you know, that's how HDMI works. Mm-hmm. And Perfecto didn't like that very much. So all of a sudden, <laughs> he started running around the studio. It's like, guys, I fixed it. I fixed it. I'm like, all right, how did you fix it? Oh, I unplugged this HDMI cable. I'm like, all right. <laughs> don't. Just don't. It's so, like, uh... yes that's no. the only fix that wasn't good
2: <laughs> yeah sometimes you just look at some of the players and go why
3: <laughs>
2: just
3: we had such, why we had would s- you press that button yep. we had such a good laugh though it was so funny that sounds like oh, a very it's always great thing.
2: once it's fixed
3: yeah i mean it wasn't we weren't live yet this was the day before it was obviously it was so funny to us he's oh, so God. lucky
0: yeah all right well this google has a question in chat which is funny cuz I actually had it's a very a great question. I had a very similar question in my rapid fire Q&A. So we'll all just defer to Google's question uh which he says moving forward with hosting and casting the race to world first a question going to casters and producers what areas that you can talk about would you like to see done differently? Who has the uh, Susan you have you have some I have, <laughs> I have an answer. The, what is that face? <laughs> Please. Yes. I saw the question in chat, and I was just
2: yep. waiting because I saw you edit your document and delete it, and I was worried you weren't going to talk about it. And no, now no, no. you docu- Please. Okay. Can you tell that I'm really tired and hyped up on spaghetti carbonara? Um, <laughs> okay. My philosophy for this show, in any iteration, hmm. is that it actually is not at all about the raiders. Like it's not, no one really cares what they're doing unless you're one of those few people who's trying to emulate that, who really wants to know the stats and what gear they're wearing. And, but that's only like a tiny sliver of the audience. Mm. Most of the audience is here to just kind of join the hype train and be social and have a good time. And the number of people we get who don't even have, Active wow subscriptions, oh, yeah. who don't even know what's going yeah. on in the current patch. Like, that is who the show is for. Mm-hmm. So, I can sit all day and have in depth analysis about, you know, this piece of corruption is good because of this. Blech. But to someone who doesn't even know that corruption exists, that's wasted airtime. I want these shows to become even more friendly not like in a, I don't know how to describe it other than like, we're all living in a bunker and we're not going to talk about the obvious things happening on camera kind of level, but in the, (laughs) if you don't know who the players are, this is who they are. This is their history. This is what's happening in the expansion. This is the plot that you missed out on the number of casters who know nothing about the plot triggers me so hard, but you know, that that's my philosophy i want this show to have more data and to be more accessible it's gonna be a logistical nightmare i've already got way too many spreadsheets but that is my Shadowlands lens
3: plan mm. I, i'm just sat here nodding it's like i agree it's like i want more storytelling more data because you know I, i'm very geeky so like i want i, I want more tech right I want, I want cool features so like when i know of a cool feature that i want to implement you know I'll try and get I'll, I'll try get it there. Try so, and get it
2: there and try and get the budget there.
3: Exactly. That's the important part. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the cool stuff is very expensive. Software's so expensive. It's yeah. not the software, it's the hardware. Like, you know, when I want like decimators or like yeah.
0: Yeah. I get, but <laughs> I, I don't know. Do you have anything yes. you wanna See, you wanna add anything to that, Falcone, from our side of things? Maybe you have maybe more of this, because I don't really know what My- my only thing I would say is if we go back to take again, or if I do other things at take, I've- and I've already- I've already been, you know, I've- I've shared my piece. Please, new couch. You don't like the couch? (laughs) It was a trick question. (laughs) The couch is great for, like, lounging in, but to try to, like, be you know on camera and like sit and you know be coordinated that's hard it's that's, that's why you you either on that, you're either all <laughs> crotch or you're like leaning forward like this
1: um to answer your question i mostly agree with everything that the other two said in terms of what i think that the broadcast should be mm. um and to be fair, that's what I've been that's kind of what I've been going for the whole time. I mean, as I said earlier during this or to use your words, Bay, I'm a noob when it comes to WoW. Yeah. I'm there to entertain, <laughs> to tell stories um, for, for to, entirely for that side of the broadcast. And I think that well, I have a lot of friends that watch Race to World First, um, even before I, I cast it. I mean, I used to watch it before I cast it uh, while knowing nothing about World of Warcraft. Right. and they sometimes tune in and it's very very heavy and it's very like when, when the when the casters are purely talking about the gameplay it can be very very difficult and not very welcoming for uh for people that don't have as much experience with the game to watch so mixing it up nicely is the thing I mean the, the only part that I that I kind of disagree uh with Mario and Elio about is um it not being about the players like I want to make it I do want to make it about the players like they are the stars of this, right? In any way that we can bring their personalities to the limelight or sort of talk about in a very basic sense what they're doing, Hmm. what this player brings to the table in a way that that all viewers will understand the better. Um, But I do agree that I think just sitting there sort of shoutcasting exactly what's going on on screen 24-7, I think that would be insanely boring. And I think the more fun stuff and the more welcoming uh, the broadcast can be, the better.
2: I, Which, I actually, to be fair, I totally agree with what you're saying about bringing out the player's personalities and making them, you know, presentable. I think that's, from experience so far, the num like, you can see, we tried that with a couple of interviews and a few things, but yeah. it is mm. actually logistically really tough, yeah. because some of them don't have personalities. Yeah. And you find that with but, all eSports, to be fair. Yeah, of course, that's true with all eSports, but also the sheer number of them and the fact that they're not organized groups is the struggle for me on a production side because like, even the limit guys, like Azoria, absolute shout out, she's a goddess for this kind of thing, but like just trying to get a list of all the characters that they're playing and, you know, just to even get their names to be able to load their WoW armories or even just to get like their full names to put on a graphic or find the time to take a photo of them to put on a hero shot, you know? it's it's actually really, really tough. And unless we can gather that data to give to talent, talent yeah. can't transmit that data, let alone even bother to have it on a graphic. So I totally agree. I would love for that to happen. But I think that's still probably a couple of iterations away because we need the time to build that database. Like I'm working on it. I've got a huge Discord with like almost all the players we've ever worked with. I've got all kinds of shenanigans going on, spreadsheets, galore but it it, (laughs) translating that data is so much work
3: so much work also to add to that like you know with traditional esports your players are only playing one match at a time they're never playing the entire time so like what's so hard to like you know shoot shoot b-roll or shoulder content or interviews you've got the media day and then your players are gone so like you can be like, all right, you know, for example, like Starcraft 2, you know, we have 30 people there and only two are playing at the same time. And those 28, you can do whatever, you know, you can grab them to shoot interviews, have a water balloon fight on the, the, the roof of Take TV, <laughs> which was an actual thing that happened. Um, so you can't do that. Like your players are always playing other than, you know, maybe the one or two people that are benched for one fight. Right. And then that's it. So you can't really, once you run out of content, you run out of content. And I think one thing that we're somehow we're like we're trying to figure out how how can we fix this, right? like how can we keep narrative going during the event, which yeah. so far you know it's it's very tricky
2: can I actually I just want to address one more thing because Google kind of had a follow up where it basically says, um." uh wouldn't wouldn't making something more family-friendly be sort of like a kick in the face to anyone who wants to see a high level race and I don't actually think that's the case but I think it's a tough balance yeah and actually Falcone this is probably something for you to touch on um and Bay as well I'm sorry Bay I've just kind of like side railed this but um <laughs> wow. part of the thing that's unique about wow is that there is no depth of talent right like there aren't people with Experience hosting and having an, a voice in their ear and being able to drive that narrative for especially PVE. Wow, it's start, like there's a little bit of a pool over there in arena and stuff, but as we've learned, there's not a lot of crossover in gameplay. So, unless we bring in people like Falcone or like we did with um, Jackie and Snods from CSGO who l- like the game, but aren't you know the hardcore. Uh, avid players like someone like veloris is or um you know and and any other active raiders we need people like that to be able to kind of drive that narrative just like you said and to balance that conversation so that they can make sure all of the important data that's the nitty-gritty stuff the numbers and the stats and the armor and all that is being communicated but it's being kind of balanced out by that traditional desk host role of you know playing that devil's advocate well if i don't know what this is can you explain it to us a little more information the information that people who are immersed in the game wouldn't think to tell you because it's obvious to them yeah you know, that's, that's what I mean by making it more accessible. And that's
1: exactly, that's exactly how I feel as well. Like, I mean, I would watch, I'd watch the broadcast before and i would watch various casters together, um, even during the more recent ones. And uh, they'll be talking about something so in depth. And it's like, I kind of want to remind people occasionally that some people watching won't know what soaking means. Some people watching yeah. will have no idea what a week or Um And so, you know, just being able to ask the questions just to bring that out, I'm not I, I am saying to dumb it down, but I'm also not saying to dumb it down to answer the question yeah. in
4: that, like Yeah, because their wanna... natural
2: state is the in-depth stuff.
1: Yeah, you still want to bring in the in-depth stuff, of course. Like that's still gonna be a huge, huge part of it. But I'm just saying, in addition to that, you wanna just you wanna mix it up. You wanna invite other people in as well by being more basic and by being entertaining. I mean, an example from the uh, from the Nihilotha stream is that the day that the day that Limit killed Nazoth that night. Uh, I I think it was that night. I had a shift with Martin Creek, and I think it was Martin Creek and Mr. GM. And we ended up, we had this idea where we, Bay, you had your, your trivia cards. I did. I brought the cards.
0: the OG Trivial Pursuit, and, yeah.
1: And I borrowed those from you, the cards. And we decided to just basically turn the broadcast into a Trivial Pursuit quiz, Which so I hosted it, and we had just, just Martin and, and Mr. GM on the couch. Yep. And then over time, more and more people in the studio were just like, hey, I want to get on on that. And uh, at one point, we had, I think Literally half of the talent team, so at least six of us are on the couch. Uh, I'm I've, I've, looking at a photo from that part of the stream now. Well, we also, we also have this... some
3: method staff there all of a sudden, right. you know? In, yeah,
1: in this photo. So I'm there, Miss Jim's there, Martin Creek's there, Barracks there, Kane is there, Moose is there. At one point, Trey joined in, uh, and it was just like, and, yeah. and again, it wasn't. We we were barely talking about the race at all. I mean, Method were like hard stuck at something like fifteen percent and just weren't making any progress. Of course, as soon as they were going to make pro- progress, we were going to snap towards that and like, is this it? Is this it? Whatever. But like, limit had killed it. Pressure was sort of off. Um, Twitch chat were obviously being toxic at this point, like constantly. So it's like, oh screw it. Let's just uh, let's just play this game, and it seemed to go down very well uh, for everyone. So
0: um, that's yeah. what we
1: mean about like mixing it up a bit. <laughs>
0: Well, we are. I'm, I've, I've we've had a lot of great. I mean, this, this this stuff to me, I think, is even more fun in some regards than interviewing the players because this is like my, this is my scrapyard, right? This is where my my background is. So I've enjoyed the conversations even as a listener, and I'm hosting this damn thing. But we're definitely at time. But I want to get through some some goofy, fun, rapid fire questions. So so actually, no crazy rants if you can handle that, Susan. Well, no, I mean, I'm going to ask you questions, but yeah, I have three goofy questions to uh, to sort of tie this all up. Because you guys have all, you had tons of great insight throughout the show about your sides of things here. And I hope everyone's enjoyed listening, but you got to have, we got to have some goofy stuff. So, so uh, little Dan going back to you on this one first, you start this off. What pieces of equipment can you never be without when you're running or being at an event? If you can name one personal and one professional
1: does my does my phone count because or is that just too too basic an answer no okay um, (laughs) on on, that uh on that note on on that sort of vein i will mention my ipad which i think i can get away with talking about because i bought this this there's an ipad pro which i bought specifically not a sponsor casting not a sponsor i imagine having apple as a sponsor yeah um uh, yeah there you go marielly has got hers as well i bought this specifically for casting i've got the pencil as well i don't have it physically on me right now but it's the most convenient thing when standing at a desk and just being able to scribble things down physically uh on on a piece of paper that i will never lose because i am terrible at keeping track of paperwork but you know Mm -hmm. everything's organized on one note on my tablet perfect uh not at all that i really used much during race toward first but um but that is that is one thing uh I, I cannot do an event typically without my tablet and personal personal item mm-hmm. oh what are you looking for with personal that's that's really tough Bay.
0: you don't have like a stuffed animal you bring with you no oh okay i'm,
1: I'm not i'm not I'm not like six years old. <laughs> do do you have a stuffed animal? Are you? <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> I, I actually, I have a tra- I have a, tra- I have a travel Mine's stuffed giant. Animal.
2: Actually, I've got a teddy but... bear the size of me. Really? Maybe oh, I'm just I... a heartless
1: animal. Like,
2: I mean, I don't take it with me anywhere, but it exists.
0: Oh okay. no. Oh gosh,
2: it's
1: really tough. I'm struggling with this one.
0: Do you have a? Do you have your own? Do you have a special? comb or brush you bring to do your hair before you go on camera no oh no I, I don't have anything you
2: know what i've got your answer as a as a as talent your number one personal item is your dignity
1: <laughs> no i lost that years ago like i'm still drawing a blank here uh oh, no. Well, no, do, you know, do you know what babe well, i've learned something from this from the show and that okay. is that i need I need to grow a heart and actually have some sort of sentimental personal item because no, I literally <laughs>
0: can't of it. Right. Okay. Well, be- <laughs> because I'm scared of Susan's answers, Lucas, what are yours? One professional, one personal.
3: So personal, I think, is super easy. I learned this the hard way. Like I am Katowice. I cannot go without my phone. Literally, I, I, I would step away for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'd come back to 17 missed calls, 130 missed WhatsApp messages. Uh oh. Events are crazy. Like during events, especially big stadiums, I cannot do it without my phone. I have this big battery pack that's just, you know, borderline you can take <gasps> it on <our> flights.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, I those, right?
3: Because once my phone runs out of battery, I cannot be in 17 places at the same time. Sure. So, so then everything falls apart. So, I need my phone. And professionally, I think Susan will laugh when I say this word expression. Um, I'm very picky with what I like what kind of features I want them to show. So I'm very API driven. As I said, I'm very geeky. and I want things to be automated. I don't want you and error. I want everything to be scripted and code and hundred percent reliable. So there's this one piece of software called expression, which is the graphic software that you know drives everything. And it kind of goes, whatever show I do, it has to go there, because I'm very picky with what I want.
2: Graphic software is just like... <clears throat>
0: <laughs> okay. All right, Susan, what are your two?
2: Okay. Yang already spoiled my answer in chat, so thanks, Yang.
4: Oh, the cat But face? There is,
2: there's one item that I always have to bring, and I have now confirmed this through scientific fact. Okay. This is the black lipstick of power, okay? <laughs> oh, God. I have worn this black lipstick. Damn it. For every world first that I have been present for. So, science says four out of four times. How many times? I am not going to do the math. It's way too late at night. That is my item. Okay. And from a professional standpoint, a blanket, because the sure. production room is always so cold.
0: That's fair. You gotta have it cold though. You gotta keep all those servers and all that equipment cool. But I get you. Mm-hmm. Damn you, need the freaking lipstick though. All right. Are there any other the per- headphones, the
1: headphones? Count? Could
0: that <laughs> be my personal? Experience? You do have those really nice headphones.
1: I have a pair of, of wireless noise canceling headphones, which I cannot go anywhere without. Yeah. There you go. There's my answer. I got it- there eventually.
0: <laughs> Just took you a little while, you heartless... Ma- yeah. Uh, so are there any other personalities across whichever spectrum you'd like to have on the desk or the couch or on the mic at these events? Uh, I'll cast my lot because we want Henry Cavill at the Race to World First because we know he plays WoW. So that's that's our... We had a big, like, bring the Witcher to the Race to World First uh, sort of rally during the... Uh, the most recent RWF. But, but uh, Dan, do you have anyone you'd like to sit across the couch from or hand the mic to or someone?
1: One of my best friends in esports is a, uh, is a English host called Frankie. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very, very well known. She's one of the biggest hosts in esports nowadays. She's sick. Um, and yeah. And she is responsible for my first appearance at the Race to World First because uh, she, um, I-, I assume she was approached for it and wasn't available. Uh, and she threw my name in the ring and then Dari looked oh. me up and then hired me. Um, she's responsible for me getting my first Race to World First event among quite a few other events over the last year. Uh, I owe a heck of a lot to Frankie and uh, I would love to, I mean, I've worked, I've worked with her a few times, but I'd love to work with her at a Race to World First event.
0: Awesome. Uh, Susan, you're in the middle for this one. Do you have someone you like to put in front of the camera?
2: Am I allowed to say the narcissistic answer of me?
0: <laughs> I mean, I said Henry Cavill. I'm it's, it's
2: this event oh. so much. You have no idea. It was so fun, and no one knows anything about lore, and novels not going to come, so I'm out of options. I just want to go back and cast it. It was such a good time. You need Could someone else do the production?
0: Yeah, you need you need your assistant production coordinator or supervisor that can step in for like a shift while you're on the couch. Dude, so. I'll,
2: I'll make myself a stream deck, and I'll take the stream deck <laughs> to, you the to the casting desk. I will press those buttons, okay? Go. I did it in dear, I can do it again, but if I'm not allowed to say me, which I feel like would be fair, um...
0: You want to cast a vote with Henry Cavill with me?
2: I kind of do, to be fair. I'm trying to think of someone who isn't that, because that'd be fun. Though, I don't know. I probably wouldn't bring him on as a regular caster. I'd probably bring him on as a guest and use him for, like, very specific segments. Because I feel like an oversaturation of Henry Cavill might be to the detriment of the overall health of the production.
0: Uh. Maybe. I know when The Witcher came out and he was all over doing his media junket for it. I watched like an hour plus of Henry Cavill like reading the book and talking about his role and breaking down the I was I was in. I was like, this this is this is the the dork we need in the spotlight right now.
2: Okay, to be fair, he is actually on my list of people I would cast. I've been okay, people don't know this. I've been writing a script for the Arthur's trilogy forever. And he is on my list of people I would cast in that film.
4: Hmm. Z-
0: Hmm. Lucas, do you have something to put in front of the camera?
3: So the boring answer, obviously, is as someone that's responsible for hiring all these people. Yeah. I, I don't want to go out and say like, oh, I want these people. Right. That.
2: Yeah, that could get you in trouble.
3: On, on good conscience, I couldn't do that to myself. So I'll just be boring and say Henry Cavill. Just say Noble. Just get Noble
0: to one of these events, damn it. Get out Dude, of here. Your...
2: You know how many times we've tried to get novel to one of these vents? Why do you think we play 30-minute lore videos? Cuz he won't come.
0: Cuz it's the, it's the, it would be the best debate and I'm giving this this the game away. Needs to have one of his lore videos rolling. And then he <laughs> yes, has he, he, he has the script it. and he just you just yes. match cut him speaking the script over it and then fade him glorious. into camera like picture in picture and he's just narrating That's his cute. own video. Thank you.
3: There it is. <laughs> I mean, we, It'd kind be so this, good. we kind of pulled this with deep shades, right? Like, because we did it, like, we announced deep shades is not coming, guys. And then we go, we go live. There's deep shades. And he's okay. just sitting in
0: the back. Yeah. 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 That was a good one. All right. Last one. Lucas, you're up first. If you can go back in time, and for you, this might be like the ESL, pre ESL, Lucas, mm-hmm. um, uh, and tell yourself one thing about this job and what you're about to start undertaking. What would you tell your past self?
3: Uh, give Rich, Rich a better brief. <laughs> we. Uh,
4: <laughs> Wait. Yes, I already, I already
2: know exactly what that means.
3: So obviously, I think most people have seen this Twitch clip. We were messing with people's heads and like shrinking, whatever. Yeah, we should have informed Rich. Huh, that's okay. all. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Okay. Susan, what would you tell past you?
2: I would tell past me the thing you've wanted for forever for this game is finally happening. I've wanted something like this since I first started proper rating in Wrath of the Lich King.
0: Oh, I was expecting you to say, like, loot agency, but damn, you meant just, like, the, the fact that the event exists. Okay.
2: Yeah, like, the fact that the event exists, I would just go back and be like, this is a thing. You're going to suffer so much. <laughs> but it's going to be great. <laughs> like, okay. like that Trelawney prediction in Harry Potter, you know, when Ron Ron and is like, it's, it, 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 they say it in the movie, the quote in the movie is like, I mean, you're gonna suffer, but you're gonna be happy about it.
0: Uh, that, Harry, that oh. is
2: that is what I would tell my past self and then uh-huh. just let her suffer and stew. It would be great.
0: I thought you were going to you were gonna put it into the, the grim that Harry got in his mug.
2: Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not that nice to myself. Oh. Dude, that's such a cut and dry prediction. Oh. And he was like, ah, oh, you're going to die. Well, that's not helpful information. <laughs> tell me when. Tell me how to avoid it. I can't do anything with that. If I know I'm going to suffer, I can at least panic about it for a while.
0: Little Dan, take us out. What would you tell past Little Dan? before you became sit. little dan
1: <laughs> sit back and enjoy the ride because honestly the, it's the race to go first is so much fun and uh, there's so much to love about it both from that is, uh, is people just gesturing towards me yes yeah. this, this is good i like this uh, <laughs> that's nowhere susan but <laughs> oh close but i thought the, no. The, it oh, okay. okay. Uh, but no, seriously, it's, 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 it's so much fun. There's so much to love about it. Um, th- th- how we haven't even mentioned Save the Children and how Methods raised over a hundred thousand dollars for Save the Children, yeah. which is just in- insane and mind blowing. But like, I would tell past me, you're going to make a lot of friends. Just, just look forward to this. Look forward to this job because it's a good one. <laughs>
0: <sighs> All right, I think we did it. I think it's time for for closing outros and it's the same way that I introed the show, we'll do it the same way here. I'm going to hit this button though, because we are definitely over time. That signifies the background music is playing. And thank you all for tuning in episode number 211 of Final Boss TV. Today the behind the show, the race to world first. That's the wrong thing. That's my name. I'm Adam K.A.K.A. Bay. And in reverse order, who's this handsome man that chat couldn't stop talking about with the black hat on?
3: Yeah, I saw that as well. Like, I got a very flustered reading that. <laughs> no. Um, no, I mean, it's been great. Like, obviously, I, I didn't expect, like, you know, to talk about the race to world first. Like, usually when I do these kinds of things, it's very, you know, in, in, in close groups. Either, like, I'm talking to vendors or yeah. talking to whatever. Like, I'm never, like, the on-camera person. Right? Like, I'm always behind the scenes. So, for me, this was a great experience. And I, just, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it.
0: Awesome. Well, they can follow you over at uh, at Method Isogi. Is that how you pronounce your handle? That's not. How do you say it with your accent? With my accent, I say Isogi. Isogi. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: Like like ice hockey, exactly like that.
0: Oh, like. But not the same. Well, but sure. Alrighty. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you all. It was awesome having you on the show today, Lucas. Thank you. Appreciate your time. And then there's this. I don't. This creature. Yeah, exactly. That one. What is th- <laughs> that one exactly? King out good, lawful evil. T- who the heck is this? Susan, who are you?
2: Uh, I am no one. No, I am Marielia. And I exist. And I suppose this is the place where I should plug my Twitter. Yeah. So I have a Twitter. I hardly use it. But when I do, tis fire. <laughs> uh... And my Twitter is at Marilia online. I also have an Instagram. Rarely use it. Repeat statement.
0: Thank you, Susan.
2: <laughs> You're so welcome. I'm little... keeping it short, sweet, and to the point, as requested.
0: That's that's fine. And well, no height jokes, but there's little Dan, who, who, uh, yeah, there he is. There it is. You're not 8-bit right now, though. There's no Mega Man music playing. There's my outro music playing. But uh, have, you still haven't landed your actual Twitter handle yet. How's that going? Oh,
1: you mean at Falcone? Yeah. yeah I uh, unfortunately, someone has at Falcone who has not tweeted for over 12 years. So
4: I I've, saw that!
1: Yeah, I'm hoping that uh, I can get that at some point. But for now, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, and YouTube uh, and Twitch as Falcone hosts. Um, I literally stream once in a blue moon. So if you do happen to catch me live, then congratulations, that's quite a feat. Nice. Um, But uh, you're more likely to see me this year. If you have any any interest in the mobile game Brawl Stars, every single month I will be on the official Brawl Stars YouTube page with the live monthly finals of that event. Uh, And I have other unannounced things going on as well. So Twitter is the best place to follow me, but uh, come hang out anywhere you want.
0: (laughs) Una, unannounced.
1: Yeah, as is often the case, unfortunately, with this job, it's all all secrets and NDAs and and things until uh
0: until things are public. <laughs> Lucas, can you confirm? Can't confirm. Susan can <laughs> confirm. Oh, I like how the carbonara is on nothing. <laughs> the carbonara is on the freaking chair. <laughs> That's so good.
2: I see nothing.
0: No, oh, neither do it's I. An
2: illusion.
0: Next week's show, I'm gonna sit if we can get a couple of uh, spec shows out. Uh, I'm gonna start. We, we want to talk about discipline priests and the healing meta, sort of closing out Shadowlands or Shadow closing out BFA before Shadowlands comes out. So I'll we'll have some updates for you on that, of course, on Twitter as well. It's just at Final Boss TV. If you're already here, you may have already known that. All the links are down below, of course. Big shout out to the shout outs I've already done during the show and uh, and therein. But that's that's that. We'll go record a little bit more for the patrons. I got a couple questions I want to ask these guests to to close things up. But that's it for the main show. Thank you for tuning in for two hundred and eleven minus seventy. Don't go back that far. But thank you very much for being here. And uh, until next week, everybody. (sighs) Bye.
4: bye, 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 Goodbye, friend.
2: Give him some give him some waves, Lucas. Give him give him give him. him, Oh, there's a knock on the. I have to carbonara and door.
0: Okay, go then.